BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Go for the beers, go for the cheers, go for the hit and the hits, go for the scene, go for the screens, go for the gallery, go for the win, go to Ocean. There we are. There they are. What's up, fellas? Happy, happy Tuesday, everybody. Hope you're doing great out there. Thanks for hanging out with us. We're Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube <laughs> Network. If you have not been a part of the show before, we appreciate you hanging with us today. We see all our friends in the chat section. What's up, HMG, Steve, uh, Sean, Father Sean, Marcus, Miguel. What's happening, Miguel? Mr. Taz, Howie, uh, Television Man, Jeremy. Um, oh, I man, we got to get a pronunciation down. All right, guys, who wants to try? Oh, man. Uh, you know what? She told us last week. She did. But, but, Bahaye. 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 I think you're Bahaye. right. Bahaye. Man. What's up? What's up, girl? It's um, a beautiful name. It's different. Beautiful. John Dickerson, Sween uh, Bull. What's up, Mike? What's up, 11? Yeah, we see all you guys. Wait, did I, see, uh, did I see? You said Father, Father who? Father Sean O'Neill. Father Sean on your father Sean. Oh, you know uh, him personally. I do father. know Father Sean. Yeah, father. He, he he used to be the uh, the priest at my old uh, my parish church that I grew up at St. Lawrence in Upper Darby. Okay, my okay. my old my old hood. All yes, right. Father yeah. Sean. I'd like to put in a special request, and could you please <laughs> pray for my two co-hosts? Um, they're um, 
they're living on the outside looking in and and i just want you to help reel them back in i can't do anything with them uh, <laughs> I, I are there are they are there enough hell marys to help you bro that's, that's all i want to know man that's the point that's, that's all point. i want to know our bro. fathers glory bees yes <laughs> bahaye bahaye there you that's go bahaye. bahaye yes thank you uh i see i see tampa eagle i no, see no, it says bahaye bahaye Yes. Prayers are coming according to Father Sean. Thank you, Father Sean. <laughs> I appreciate it. Uh, you guys see, here's what you guys would really appreciate about Father Sean. He is a, a big time hunter outdoors. Ooh, ooh. He is right up your alley. Uh, nice. Yes. Well, uh, speak, Fitness Rebel. What's up, Fitness Rebel, Mr. Taz? Speaking of that, Marcus. Um I we got the okay at the at the uh to, to to have a show a live show but it has to be after in june in june okay. at, at my at my dock you know so okay we're good we're good to go there uh, i like the water my signal's good yeah 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 it'll be great it'll be the only great. thing is you can't if you're thinking about going offshore you can't go offshore obviously because you know, obviously the further you get from land it affects it's it'll affect the signal and if it's a rough day then you got the boat doing this while we're trying to have a show we'd be sitting there like this Hey, uh, yo, uh, they're coming up on the next segment of the show. <laughs> no, and you'll be see me. That would be me. No, I'll be. Uh, no, take a drama, me. You'll be all right. I hear you. Now, right. now, would we be doing it from the actual dock or on a boat? What are we doing? What we'll be doing? doing. It'll be from the from the dock. You know, yeah, in we'll fact, be, we'll be up in like wow. a lighthouse. Ooh, I love overlooking the whole dock. You know, but overlooking, you'll see. It's, it's you'll be able to oversee all of Wildwood. Oh, I nice. Love, I love. Yeah. Um, I love oh, lighthouse. I have a friend who um, go tours up and down the East Coast and visits nothing but these old lighthouses. You know yeah. they they were they were the beacon of hope for for ships for so many decades and decades that let ships know number one you're close to land and number two you can only go to some point before you hit rocks. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, I, I, and some of them are fascinating when you see when they were built and stuff like that. What are you laughing at, Brooks? <laughs> what is Brooks laughing at? Mr. Taz, man, bury those five our fathers <laughs> for pins because he forced yeah. D Gun Robert to see them. <laughs> yeah, man. Five our fathers ain't gonna cut it. No, you gotta get to a hundred before you make the ground move. <laughs> well, yeah. hey, hey, uh, well, you know, our our um our first show was 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 the 18th. Yes, yep. and guys. I'm sorry, but I won't be able to make the first the, 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 that day. Oh, you're off the 18th now. Okay. Or, or I, I just sent you a text. And, and you know what? Let's make this a public service announcement. <laughs> I am 50 years old. So it's time for me to get a colonoscopy. Oh, yeah. I've, oh, I've done that. Ugh. I did it last year for the first time. So I, I, my appointment was set on uh, the 18th. Oh, how convenient. <laughs> Because you guys have been a pain in my ass. <laughs> I got a pain in my ass. Really? You want, you want to talk about pains? Does Barrett fish topless? He probably does, John. Nobody wants to see that mess, man. If he doesn't, I'm getting off the boat. I'm telling you right now. Father says we might need more than prayer. We might have to fast. I'm telling you, man. There might be a lot you know, going I've, on. I've done a, I've done a, uh, did a 21-day fast before, man. That's tough. 21? Yeah. 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 It's, it's, it's tough. You just have water, you know, water, you know, water, tea. Oh, I've that's a long time. My mom went 40 days. Yeah. Wow. Get me drafted, go to the NFL. 40, 40 days. days and 40 nights? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
She said it, it took everything out of her to get me there. So I, that's why I have to thank my mom all the time. What, what would you be doing if mom didn't push you in the direction she did in terms of going to college, get your degree, and, and go to the NFL? What would you be I, doing? I'd be working at the post office. That's like a family, okay. that's a family business. That's what family does. You know, what's we do in this family? You know, you work at the yeah. post office. My, my, um, yeah. my middle brother, he works at the post okay. office. Uh, most you, everybody in my, my family in St. Louis works at the post office. What would you be doing, Rob? Oh, uh, I'd probably, I what I hoped I would be doing was working in a front office for a team or in college athletics. If not okay. that, okay, I, I would have been like a phys ed teacher. I phys think. ed teacher, okay. All right. yeah. Rob, you've been the best phys ed teacher in the world. I would have enjoyed it. Yeah, because yeah. I could have co- I could have coached, you know, done yeah. that, and, and it would have been fun. Yeah. Put the kids you, on Cheerios diets. But I, I wouldn't have, yeah. What the uh, hell would D-Gun be, though? D-Gun. I think D Gunn would be a preacher. I think so, also. No, you know, I've thought about that. I don't think so. Um, I don't think. First of all, I know I wouldn't have been in this business. Um, I probably would never have left home, uh, Wisconsin. Never would have left home. Um, and the only reason I left home is because my mom unexpectedly passed today when I was nineteen, and I said, you know, I just want to get out of Wisconsin for a while. My dad said, you know, you never want to see your kids leave home, but I get it. So my high school baseball coach, I, j- I was about to start my second year of college at the University of Wisconsin at Whitewater, Wisconsin. Told my dad I just want to leave for a while. Called my high school baseball coach. He got me in a small college out in California where I played baseball and football. And then I met my wife. And then everything else has been academic. And then I got into this business by accident. But I was majoring in so- sociology, social science. Oh, wow. Would you have yeah, maybe gone crazy. in like police force or something like that? Um, not police force. And probably it might have been social work more than okay. anything else but then you know you with, with, unless you get a, ba- a master's degree you can't make and in most cases a phd you can't make serious money in social uh, soci- sociology yeah um it's the same thing with psychology you got to get a master's degree and a phd to get people to even look at you yeah um to, to, for prominent jobs so i probably i would have done something like that you mm. know that's interesting. Yeah, well, um, it is fascinating. Oh, Christy, I, I love it, Christy, but she said, "Okay, maybe that was an overshare, Barrett." <laughs> <laughs> well, here, here's what I would say. First of all, good line by Christy, as usual. Here's the thing about the like, and I, I, I was worried last year, right? About yeah. My my first time. Uh-huh. Have, have you ever had one before? No. What? No. Right. I, I, I know I you have, have, Derek. I'm saying yeah. Barrett, a colonoscopy. So here's no. what I would say. In my opinion, Derek, tell me if I'm wrong. Okay. The, the actual procedure itself is nothing. You're correct. Absolutely nothing. I will tell you, the night before is not a great time when you start taking the, uh, no. the stuff the, to flush the out. Liquid, that's not yes. a party. Yeah, that's yes. not a party. You're, you're uh, There's a lot of throne time, if, if you know what I'm saying. The, the a lot weird, of time on the throne. The, the, weird, the weird thing about it, it, the procedure itself is, when they put the they take they walk you through it. They really they're really good most places. I yes. don't know where you guys are going, but or have gone. But they walk you through it and they tell and they tell you, okay, we're gonna put this mask on you. We want you to count back from hundred. The last number I remember was ninety seven. Yeah, you don't get far. You do yeah. not get far. Yeah. Next thing I know, it felt like I was asleep for five minutes, but I think it's like at least a half hour procedure. Yeah. But uh you know they gotta check thoroughly and stuff. But um, it was like I felt like I sleep. It was some of the best sleep I've had in a long time. Number one, Bro, I hate John Dickerson, man. What do you do now? Yeah, some of the stuff. Man. <laughs> the doctor, every fire. <laughs> 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 I hate that. I hate him, dog. 
No, come on, man. Uh, hey, bro, I'm telling you, oh, I, man. I, I need a horse tranquilizer, maybe a rhino tranquilizer. Make sure I'm asleep, bro. No, you'll I, be out. And that, I don't want to wake up halfway you, through yeah. it. Right. No, the problem won't. isn't no. that. It's the night before, dude. Just you got to be really close to your throne. It's called a berry, like a barium yeah. chalk liquid. Yeah. Uh, so it don't nasty, but do don't venture far. Uh, that's all I'm telling you. Like, don't be, don't, don't think you can go out in the yard or... and start working on your cars no. in the garage or any. You got to be near your uh, a place. Near the throne. Yeah. yeah but but throne. Man, we got to do it, though, man. As, as, you know, as men, yes. 50 years old, we got to do it, man. Yeah. It's but no I, joke. I, you got to yeah. do it. Yeah. So, you know, to prevent something from being wrong, you know, hopefully everything goes good. Hey, mom. Mama Brooks. Check it in. What's up, Mama yeah. Brooks? So, I, I, told, I told them about you fasting for 40 days. They don't believe me. 40 days. I, I, Yes, forty days. Dang, Mr. We had the Taz. whole church. What Mr. Taz cold blooded. What? He said, B, he said B. Brooks abandoning his boys to have a doctor ram his hand up where the sun don't shine. Come That's on, not how man. it works, Mister Taz. Not his hand. <laughs> Ain't how it works, bro. No. Man, these uh, people are cold blooded. No sympathy. I know man. they're coming hard today, man. Wow. They're coming hard after you today. All right. What um, is this, Brian Lippincott? I couldn't handle Barrett pregame after White Castle. <laughs> uh, it might be all it takes. He might just have to eat some White Castle. But and the other thing is, Barrett, once you do wake up from the procedure, uh, you're going to be starved. Oh yeah, you oh, are yeah. going to be hungry, yeah. man. Because it cleans the, out your system. Yeah, the system will be cleaned out, and you won't have eaten anything solid for what is it, Derek? Like. Uh, it's like it's like 12 hours before 12, 15 hours after yeah. it is something like that you yeah. can only have like water um <laughs> yeah john dickerson d gun would have been the don cornelius of preachers <laughs> <laughs> soul train for people who don't remember the all right i'm coming down when you, you put your offer yeah. hey look when you when you give your offering women line up a soul train men a soul train line dash your way down to the front <laughs> That would have been great, bro. You know what? Yeah, yeah, you're right, D Gun. That's exactly what you'd have been, man. Oh Ooh, my God, Don Cornelius right. of Preachers. That's, That's interesting. It. Um, all right, so, go ahead, Bear. Jeff Okuda to the Falcons. What? Confirmed by ESPN. Mmm. Mmm. Mm. Some mixes going around, huh? It's true. Uh, yeah. So that's where he said it. Yep. Yeah, he goes. Uh, he goes there. Yeah. That's a good move. Wow. Atlanta's being pretty aggressive in the offseason. I told you. I'm telling you. That's why I think they're gonna they're one of those teams that I think are gonna keep adding to the offense. Now they gotta get a few more weapons, but I think they're stacking up on defense for a reason. They spent a lot of money on defense this offseason. Now they get a cooter too. Mm-hmm. Uh so uh, uh, how'd they pull that out? Why why would Detroit let him go? Is he that- let's see, oh, for a fifth rounder. Wow. But see, that changes everything on how their defense is going to be run. Man, he was the third overall pick in 2020, and they, they right. got him for a fifth rounder. Wasn't he an Ohio State guy? I believe he, I think he was. Ohio was State. Was he Michigan or Ohio State? Ohio State, yes, Ohio yes. State. And He's heading into the fourth season of his rookie contract. So what does that bring? So that's that's that has a lot to do with this draft because now – they may have to draft a corner. Yeah. They may be the first one in line for Gonzalez. Yeah. There you go. Yes. Huh. Which is which is good because now um now you can that just puts Carter in a position where he might slip a little higher now might. because they might have to go D B. Could be. Yeah. Uh that's that's act this actually isn't bad news for the Eagles. Yes, exactly. That's what I'm trying yeah. to say. Yeah, yeah, you're right. 
Look at look at the moves that the Falcons have made this offseason. Listen to this. Jesse Bates, Calais Campbell, uh, D-tackle David Onyemata, mm-hmm. right tackle Caleb McGarry, mm-hmm. cornerback Jeff Okuda, tight end Janu Smith, linebacker Caden Ellis, quarterback Taylor Heineke, wide receiver Scotty Miller, cornerback Mike Hughes, wide receiver Matt Collins, linebacker Lorenzo Carter, D-tackle Eddie Goldman. Yeah, like there's some pretty good players mixed in there. You know, there, there's some depth guys, but there's some good players. I it, they're it all cornerstone good. picks too. All, I mean, yeah. uh, they're all cornerstone signings. Quarterback, yeah. offensive line, defensive line, corners. Those are all cornerstone positions. Positions you draft high for, and you want them to be around for a long time. Everybody wants a starting uh, offensive lineman to be there for years. Cornerback to be there for years. You know, those are quarterbacks. They wanted to be there for years. So they're trying to build it the right way. They're building things the right way in uh, in Atlanta. I think their success this year is going to, you know, depend a lot on how can the quarterback play or not. And if he can, look out. Right. They're starting to build right. some nice things there. <clears throat> I mean, they don't have any, you know, real lights out receivers, but they've got decent pieces. Mac Hollins had a decent year yeah. with the Raiders. Um Scotty Miller's a decent receiver. You're adding Drake London's there, who they Drake London is there. You know, so he's got some nice young pieces that have a have potential to 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 really blossom in a in an organization that's trying to change the culture and move in 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 a new direction. So there's a lot of room for growth with those guys there. Um, I think Falcons are definitely one are going to be one of these teams I'm watching closely this year. Number one, because of Ritter, and number two, just to see how all of the pieces are integrated into the overall equation. Yeah, yeah, going to be interesting. Going to be interesting to see what they do. Maybe we we, <clears throat> we shouldn't just completely discount them, uh, you know, in, in the mix there. And they're in, a, they're in a winnable division. You know, that that's yeah. for sure. And they have um, the eighth overall pick. Yeah, they can keep helping themselves. Um, all right, so a couple uh, odds and ends, which we'll, we'll dig into. Dave Zingaro is going to join us at 1230 for NBC Sports Philadelphia. We'll talk to Dave about any number of things, starting with the draft, biggest offseason storylines. Uh, will they move up? Will they move back in his, his estimation? Edge, D-tackle, if they do move up, if they move back. What will that look like? Jalen Hurts' contract, a lot of other stuff. Uh, can Cam Jurgens play the guard spot? Uh, Phillies exploded last night. 15 runs, 20 hits. They, uh, they chased Sandy Alcantara real early in that game. They continue their success against him. Uh, I think it was um, – Fitness Rebel asked me earlier through on the, in the chat, do, do I think it's just a byproduct of, of a bad team? I, the win last night. I don't think so, Fitness Rebel, because because of who was on the mound. And the Phillies have had great success against him, but right. it is still Sandy Alcantara. So, you know, they've won three out of the last four. Um, yep. I think they're starting to get things going in the right direction, and, and there's a lot of lot to be encouraged about with Bohm and Stott and some of the other guys. So they, uh, they hit last night. That was fun. It was fun well, to watch. It, as we said last week, there's no excuse for them, even though they're limping right now with significant injuries, for them to lose either one of these series with the Reds or, or the Marlins. Both of those teams are in rebuilding mode. The interesting thing is both of them have a lot of good young arms. They just don't have a lot of battery behind them to help them out right now. So at the very minimum, this team should win four out of six games in this two series in, in, these two series in particular. Yeah, I'm, I'm well, with you. Yeah. It seems like, you know, Florida does that. They'll be bad for two years and all of a sudden, bam, they'll come back um, and, and, and be in the World Series like within the next two years. 
So it's like a cycle for them. I'm just hoping that that the Phillies, you know, stay on what they're going on right now, man. I mean, it, it's kind of like what you look at the, the Sixers did this year. The Sixers started out bad, man. But look at them now. You know, I think they're starting to make that turn. And um, they're getting better and going into the playoffs. I'm I'm a lot more I'm a lot more solid than I was with us going into the playoffs. You know, even with the health issues, and everything. I think I'm 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 you know even though they're going to face the the Celtics <clears throat> next series, I think we got a shot. We got an opportunity. Yeah, yeah. I, I listen. I I, I hear you. It's, it's going to be. I'm not there yet. Well, where yet? Where are you at, Gunner? Um, I'm I'm in a very great area with this team. Um, because the two primary weapons are limping into the playoffs, number one, I don't trust Doc in terms of utilizing his bench strength. Mm. I think I think he's going to shorten his bench. Derek, why you do that, man? Why you do that, man? This I, is what I, I do, had, B. Brooks. You had to bring up Doc, man. I was good with you – know, I was actually good with them limping into the playoffs, but then you put Doc's name in it, man. It kind of ruined my whole, you know, <laughs> damn, Doc. See, I, here's what here's where I'm here. Here's why I'm with Doc in the bench strength. I think we 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 chastise a George Niang because he doesn't do what he's supposed to do, which is hit the deep ball consistently. I think he needs to play expanded minutes to get in a rhythm. I think Shake Milton can be a vital third guard for this team. Okay, they don't play him. He may play 15 minutes one game. He's you know did not play the next game or two minutes the next game in a mop up role, win or lose. You've got to let these guys get in a the rhythm. They can help you and take some of the heat off of your stars. We saw that, and I'm not talking about the last two games. Right around Christmas, either right around or before, when they were playing a stretch of games exactly. without it, yep. they played better without the big stars. Exactly, exactly, exactly. You're they right. showed you they can play against better competition without the big guns. Let these dudes run, man. Give, don't be afraid to utilize them. And then it takes a lot of that heat off, not just heat off them scoring, the, the two bigs scoring all the time. But damn, you can rest them then. You can rest uh you can rest uh, you know, Embiid. You can rest Harden. Thank rest you. them a little bit. You know yeah. what I'm saying? You know, you know, they they I can't see him doing that's why you, you just ruined it all, man. You, see, know, you, see, have, you have to say Doc's name, bro. Jason Jason, Jason Bennett said, D gun, you just killed my spirit today. Now I'm gonna have to go to White Castles for some comfort food. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, but seriously, you know, when, when you play, when you play Boston or Milwaukee, as good as they are, you know what the key to their success is? They're they're ten deep. They can spell people, man. The team is like the Eagles playing all these games. They're so deep in positions and rotation. The, the front liners were playing like it was the first quarter in the fourth quarter compared to playing an offensive line that had been on the field for sixty minutes and dragging it a little bit. Same thing with, with the Sixers team. You have some people that can help you. Don't shorten this bench. I got a bad feeling he's going to shorten this bench and ask he's going to ask Embiid and Harden every night to play thirty play thirty eight to forty three minutes mm. and wear him down. You don't have to. You yeah. don't. You don't. Yeah. It's going to be interesting his rotations. I. I, I Harden. Yeah, I too worry about the depth, especially if you're talking about Boston and Milwaukee. They're deeper. Um, but, you know, it doesn't mean you can't win, but they're definitely deeper. And the Sixers' track record in the second round is bad, to say the least. Uh, so we'll, we'll, we'll get into that. We, we well, will, Rob, sure. Yeah. Let me ask you this. Do you, um, do you play Milton a little more? 
and, 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 and harden a little less. That way you have, you know, your youngs out there. I, I, um, I think Melton, um, I think Niang and McDaniels and probably B-Ball Paul when, when Embiid comes out are your yeah. first four. I think Shake is kind of a swing. I don't know exactly how many minutes he's going to get. I know Doc doesn't love him. It's just my sense. Yeah. Uh, not anything he said. But uh, so I think it has to sort of depend on game flow and foul trouble f- for, for Shake. I don't think you're going to get consistent minutes out of Shake. I, I don't either, that's, which that's, is a travesty. Me too. I think it also. I mean, take yeah. – Take out Harden, let Harden rest, save him for the fourth, you know, fourth. Um, that allow you also not just what happened Melton out there, but you know, you have Maxi out there more being the lead dog, mm-hmm. you know, right. eating the game up. You yeah. know, why yeah. wouldn't you do that? Can you yeah. can, can you imagine Harden missing a key game six or game seven because he's been playing thirty eight to forty minutes and that Achilles is just too sore for him to push off on? Yes. If that's the case, they're caught. With Doc, yes. Yes. Yeah. And I, I can see that happening. And shame on shame on Doc if that happens because you have the pieces to give them much more. If you can keep if you could keep Embiid and, and Harden right around 33, 35 minutes, yep. that would be a perfect scenario. I've said yesterday Embiid is going to have to put this team on his back. You He can do that playing 33 minutes a game. Mm-hmm. Joe, now what? Joe, man, I like him, man. Come on, man. What he say? He says he says my boy Shake stinks. He doesn't stink, man. He just didn't what? get an opportunity. Yeah, he didn't get no, an opportunity. No, man. man. That's all. He didn't get an opportunity. Man. Yeah, we'll see. Well, well, look, I, I don't. It's gonna be interesting. Look, here's what you hope for. You hope for some kind of upset. You know, once we get into this first round and maybe Boston gets knocked off. You hate to think that way, but it's part of what you would like to see. All right, we'll get into it. Uh, Matty Seagrass of Villanova gets drafted third overall in the WNBA. Wow. So congrats to her. That's awesome. Uh, South Carolina had five players taken in the uh, in the WNBA draft. Um, speaking of that, uh, Cam Whitmore of Villanova has declared after one year. He's a one and done. He will go to the NBA. He's projected as a top 10 lottery pick. Kind of an up and down year for Villanova. He wasn't great, um, but you see the ability. There's crazy flashes there. He's got some skills um, for sure. The Big Five has welcomed Drexel in. It's now no longer the City Six. There is a it, it is six teams now in the Big Five. They will have a triple header December second at the Wells Fargo Center, uh, which you know it's, it's cool. I would love it to be at the Palestra, but that sounds pretty cool in general. And I think it's a move the Big Five needed to make. Yeah. Um, the Masters was the first, the most watched round in golf in five years. They did killer wow. numbers uh, this past uh, Sunday. Even even with even with um, you know, even with Tiger not being there, you know, what I'm saying that's 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 huge. Now that's big. Mm-hmm. You know? No question, it, it really is. This was interesting, Derek. You sent this our way um, right before the show uh, regarding the uh, the prices, the, the pricing uh, for. Um, the YouTube to get the the NFL Sunday ticket right package. So you guys tell me, and I'm gonna I'm gonna pull it up uh, right now. Would you pay these prices? Okay, this is the uh, the million dollar question. So for YouTube subscribers, it's three forty nine for the season. It's three eighty nine bundled with Red Zone. If you're a non YouTube subscriber. 449 489 bundled with red zone. Each package is $100 off before June 6th. 
Would you are you are will you are you guys paying that? Where are you guys at with that? I would pay it. I would pay it. Being a football junkie, I would pay it. It's a one-time fee. I mean, people hemmed and hawed. When when Direct came out with that Sunday ticket, t- Sunday package, people hemmed and hawed about, oh, man, I can't believe they charged. And it was only, it was under $200 then. Yep. But people paid it. And even though, even though the experts, the economy experts keep talking about we could be headed for a recession, people will pay that. Mm-hmm. Are you kidding me? People were out of work during the pandemic and still doing what they did. You know, whatever they were doing, still buying cars, still doing whatever they get people, yeah, yeah, they pay this. They want, especially if you live in another, especially if you're from one area and you live in another part of the country and you want to see your team play, right? Absolutely, I think it's it's worth it if you can pull it off. Absolutely. Well, the only thing you know, when I when I look at this, I tend to think from a fishbowl standpoint. We all know how our fans here in Philly are, and we research more about our team than any other place. We watch more film, and that's why, as a broadcaster and somebody that you know, I think of myself as one of the you know experts as far as you know talking about Eagles football and breaking down film and tape and everything. You really got to know, so I can't go in there BSing and saying, "All right, I watched the game and I didn't watch the game." I got to know what happened. You know, I got to know what you know what defense they were trying to run, what coverage they were trying to run, because if you say anything. You got people that are gonna go in and, and, and call you on it. You know, they're gonna look at it like, well, I didn't think that was it. You know what I'm saying? I didn't yeah. think that's what happened. And that's why, you know, I, I personally get that stuff because I make sure that I sit down mm-hmm. and it wasn't like when I was in NFL films, I worked in NFL films, I had Carl Blanc to all that. I can look at any type of film I want to, I could break it down into plays and you know, everything else, you know, third down, uh, I get percentages, everything from that. Well, since I'm not working there anymore. I got to rely on it. You know, it just so happens that, you know, the NFL has uh, um, they have a ticket that allows us to watch it. You know what I'm saying? It allows me since I was an NFL player to watch it at a discounted rate. So it's only a hundred bucks for me. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? But still it's a hundred bucks even for a player. Right. To have this. Yeah. That makes sense. Makes sense. All right, let's hit it. Let's come back. Dave Zingaro is going to join us from NBC Sports Philadelphia. We'll dig into all things Eagles draft uh, personnel offseason, the whole nine with Dave. Looking forward to talking to him when we come back. Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks, Rob Ellis. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports, YouTube Network. It's about that time, right? A little hungry? I am. I don't know. I don't know about you guys right here. I'm hungry. Uh, Bravo Pizza of Havertown. They are a new sponsor of ours. I'm thrilled to have him have them join the family because I've been going to them since I was a little kid. I've been going there and getting unbelievable food forever. I mean, they've been family-owned since 1985. Alex is great crew. They're there seven days a week. Food is all fresh. It's homemade daily. None of that sitting under the heat lamp stuff. And they offer 20 different styles of pizza. Yes, you heard me right. Bravo Pizza of Havertown. 20 different styles of pizza. They have slices to go. I go with the upside down. That's my go-to. Uh, but here's the great thing. You name it, they'll make it. That's right. Specialized pizza your way. You call up and ask, they will make it. It's not just pizza, though. My daughter got a salad there the other day. She absolutely loved it. They do pizza. They do pasta, sandwiches, wraps, wings. And they're also committed to the community. And that's important. They, they, they know where their roots are. And they want to help people. And if you have a fundraiser for a charity, a school, a little league, the proceeds will go to those organizations. You could follow them on Instagram or Facebook at the Bravo Pizza of Havertown for specials and promotions. 1305 Westchester Pike in the Manoa Shopping Center in Havertown, Pennsylvania. Give them a call. 610-446-3810. 610-446-3810. Bravo Pizza of Havertown. 
Imagine for a moment that you went to work today, and when you came home, you were catastrophically injured. Your life and your family's life. That's what happened to union construction worker Mike Little. I was scared of what the end was going to be, but to be 100% honest with you, I knew I was going to be all right just by talking with Brian. In my heart, I just knew everything was going to be all right. Call the firm and find out why they say, we got this. Call 215-458-2222. Here, imaginations run wild and time stands still. Because here, you can find the best of the Jersey Shore all on one five-mile island. So leave the old you behind and get lost in the woods. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. We are. Thanks for hanging out with us. Sports take on this Tuesday as we get you set for the uh, the NFL draft, which is upcoming. We thought who better to talk to than Dave Zengaro of NBC Sports Philadelphia. You can follow him on Twitter at DZengaro NBCS. Also has a great podcast, the Eagle Eye podcast with our friend Ruben Frank. What's up, Dave? How you doing, man? What's up, guys? How are you? Good, my brother. Are we in the podcast booth? Are we in? Is that where we are right now, Dave? Yeah, yeah. We're recording in a little bit, so I'm already in the office, and I'm doing uh, the show better tonight. So I am. Uh, I'm locked the whole show. Today. Yes, he's yeah. okay. He's co-hosting with me the whole show. Just Dave, don't put up guys? with this mess. Don't put up with this mess, Dave. Now, no. is it just the two of you? No, Ames is with us too. Okay, yeah, and he has to play referee. I was <laughs> say, that could get interesting. All right, all right. Uh, so, Dave, let, let's start with this. Your gut. I want your gut. What's your gut telling you uh, with 10 and 30? Move up, move down, stay pat. What are you thinking? Stay pat, no. I mean, I, <laughs> it's just not what Howie does. Uh, I I think the trade up and trade down scenarios kind of work hand in hand uh, because you don't know what's what the board is going to look like before they pick. Uh, I, I think there's a good chance that one of those – top defensive players falls into their range and and really the two that I have my eye on because I think Will Anderson is 
going to be long gone, right? So the two I have my eye on are Jalen Carter and Tyree Wilson. If one of those guys slips into their range, I think Howie has the draft capital to say, all right, I can trade up to get these players. We've seen them the last two years. I mean, first, the Devontae year, there was a trade down and then a trade up. But on draft day, trade ups to get Devontae Smith, to get Jordan Davis. We've seen them do it before uh, with Andre Dillard. Like They are aggressive when there's a player out there they want. And I think those two players fit the bill of you know really good players who, um, in my opinion, are, are a couple of the best in this entire draft at positions that prioritize positions you can say they need. So I could see a trade up now if that's but you also need someone willing to trade out of that spot. And if that doesn't happen, uh, there's a chance there could be someone there at 10 that's worthy. But then I think you might get into like the second tier. And if there's five guys and you can trade back three spots, you do it, you know, and that's kind of the way they look at this whole thing. So, so Dave, whether you, you have the Eagles standing pat moving up, moving down, as you've looked at your mock drafts, how many times, how many different players have you associated the Eagles with in terms of who they could pick in that first <laughs> round with their first pick? A lot. And, and I yeah. think some of it is like, look, we, as much fun as we have talking about B. John Robinson, I think we all kind of agree that it's unlikely, right, based mm-hmm. on their history. It doesn't mean that it's completely out of the question, but uh, if you're trying to handicap this, you say, well, what do they value? What do they do? The positions they they typically draft in the first round are offensive or defensive line, predominantly defensive line. Uh, that's the way they've gone more often than not. And then wide receiver. And I think wide receiver is unlikely, given what they have already in the building. So now you go, okay, is it offensive or defensive line? Uh, and they drafted more defensive linemen for a reason. And those defensive linemen, the nice thing about them is they play immediately. Whereas you draw, draft an offensive lineman, you know, maybe it'll tell us what they think of Cam Jurgens, right? Like he's right now slated to start at right guard. If they draft Skaronsky or, or Johnson, guess what? They got to play. So now you're playing them at right guard and, and, I do think offensive line is a need. I think they need to replenish that depth. I don't know if they do it in the first round. Yeah, and that's, that's, that's okay. the problem. You know, that at this point, it's either 10, which is really, really high, or 30 is just too low. So they're in an unenvious position that if you wanted to get the top two, either Carter or Williams, you have to give both of those picks to get them. Are they worth it? I think Carter is. I think Williams is, you know, they're I don't definitely know if you have to give up 30 necessarily, depending on how high up you go. You have to go, you have, you have to at least get to three, three or four. Wouldn't you well, say? Not, maybe not to get one of the, like, I look, so I, I think there's a really good chance. Well, obviously quarterbacks go one, two, right? Yeah, right. Um, three is three is going to pop- be Will Anderson. If you want to get Will Anderson, I think you're going to have to get the three. Don't you That's think three, probably unless, you know, they're fielding offers for that third pick. If they trade out, that's a quarterback. You're Mm -hmm. not trading a ton to move up to get a defensive player unless he's like the second coming. And Will Anderson's a really good player. He's not like an all-time prospect, right? Mm -hmm. And They're saying William is the next Derek Thomas. Mm. Well, I I don't know if I I see that. Um, Yeah, so I I think like you have to be really sure – if you're moving up to three to get a defensive player, if you're moving up to get a quarterback, that makes more sense. So if they trade right. out of there, you could have three quarterbacks on top three picks. Yeah. 
And then it's kind of a free for all. Um, well, you're right. And and if if it's not the Colts to move up to three, that means another team probably moves up to three to draft the quarterback they think the Colts might take. Then do the Colts take the fourth quarterback, whether it's you know Levis or Richardson, yeah, I, 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 whatever. Yeah, I think if you're the Eagles, you're like, go ahead, guys, go nuts for it. If you're if you're Howie, you're like, man, this quarterback class is incredible. Yeah. <laughs> it's the I greatest. We needed a quarterback yeah. this year. You try to talk them up and, and get mm-hmm. those four guys off the board, and then you know if they're not in on the offensive tackles, and look, I I don't think they should be. There could be some teams trying to move up for those guys because there aren't a ton of them that are worthy of a of a high first round pick, and and that could be a team kind of trying to get in that ten range uh, and get the Eagles pick if they don't move up. You know, six six of nine teams in front of the Eagles. If the, if the front ten stayed exactly the way it is, which I don't think it will, six of those nine teams easily can use defensive players. When you look at where they're drafted, the other three are quarterbacks. So if if Howie, you're right. If Howie does uh, have one player in particular identified that he wants, he's got a, it's imperative he tries to move up. The only problem he doesn't have the draft capital like he normally does. To do something like that, you oh, know, you have it next year. You can trade next year. Yeah, that's what I said yesterday. Um, that's the only way he can make this thing work. Um, they but, have eight picks next year already. Yeah, yeah. they're, they're going to get 15. four comp picks. That's where it's coming they're from. Get it's more coming than, from next I'm thinking they're going to yep. get more than four. To be honest with you, well, they can't. Not yeah. for players. You, that it's capped at four. Oh, it is capped at four. It's okay. capped at four. So. Uh, but that's 12 picks yeah, next yeah. year. This roster is too good. You can't draft 12 players. They won't fit on the team. So yeah. um, I, I think that – and, look, you can't trade the compensatory picks until you have them. Right. But you can trade your other picks knowing that it's, the comp picks coming. are coming and they yeah. know the comp picks are coming. So I think they still have some flexibility. And uh, Howie's not going to sit on his hands. He just doesn't do that. No. And I, I respect that about him because – I think that, and I've said this a million times. Anyone who's ever heard me talk about the draft hears me say this, but uh, how he's so good at maximizing value in the draft. It's one thing to just try to dra- draft the best players. Every team does that. So the Eagles are always looking for ways to separate themselves. And the way they do it, or at least the way they try to do it and often achieve it in the draft, is by maximizing the value. And the way you do that is you move up and down the board and you try to get value. There's that great story uh, from the chip, one of the Chip Kelly drafts about. I think it was Taylor Hart and uh, what was that? I think that was 2013 or 2014 when Chip was here, but Howie was in charge and Chip wanted to draft Taylor Hart in like the third round. And Howie said, yeah, we'll get him. Not now. We'll get him late. Like, and I think he has a really good understanding with his staff of how other teams are lining up their boards and then the way to strike from a value perspective. Howie's method to his madness is murder on us who have to do these pre-draft shows, especially when they start sliding down. You anticipate we got something to talk about and it's gone. Like, ah, now I don't think, I don't think you'll trade that 30th pick. I think there's some value there, but again, because it's Howie, if he can garner some middle round picks somehow, some way, He's going to do it because he loves his middle round picks. He's going to do it. Um, and we're going to be sitting there all night <laughs> with virtually little to talk about based on the Eagles because of how he's wheelings and dealings. Well, let me yeah. Ask. And look, that 30th pick, I, I think that is open for trade because 
uh, you know, especially if say the four quarterbacks are gone and then the fifth quarterback is out there. Um, if a team wants to move up, there's real value for them. If they think they're going to get their quarterback and getting him in the first round, mm-hmm. because then you get that fifth year option. So you get an extra year of control, which matters at a lot of positions, but really quarterback. I mean, that's where it matters. And we saw that in 2018 when they were sitting there at 32 after winning the Super Bowl and the Ravens came calling because they wanted Lamar Jackson. They were mm-hmm. willing to, to give up a, a pretty hefty package to get back into the first round and draft their quarterback. So if, if the quarterback is out there, whether whoever it is, um, and a team wants to move up, then the Eagles should listen to that and, and they can move back. And they're so willing to – that's the fun thing about Howie. We, we've seen him so many times, like he'll move down and up and up and down. Uh, like even in 2018, he moved down from 32, I think, to like 52, something in there. And then he moved back up to 49 to draft Dallas Goddard. So it's not even like once he makes a trade, he's done and he can just, Oh, now we got to sit here and watch all these picks come off. But he can find ways to get back up too. And and he's always working the phones. And a lot of this is already like done, right? Like he's already talked to teams about the value it'll take. Like what's it going to take to move up from 10 to seven or 10 to eight? Uh, because there's not enough time to do that on draft night. So he goes through it. He talks to all those GMs and he has, Kind of the, the the layout of all those trades already done by the time that Thursday night rolls around. Where do you stand on Bijan, David? There's been a lot of discussion of late. Uh, clearly, it hasn't been their track record to even think about this in the first round. Uh, but he is an exceptional player. What are the odds, and what do you think they may end up doing there? Is is that a an absolute no go in your estimation? Look, I, I like the player. I think he's a great player. He's the best running back in the draft. He's probably a top ten player in this draft. I don't think they're going to do it. And not a 10. If he's there at 30, which he won't be, then, then I think it changes things. The difference, but when we talk about the first round, I mean, the difference between <laughs> the 10th pick and the 30th pick is astronomical. Right. So uh, I just, and I, I agree with them. Like, I, I don't think it's a good use of resources to draft a running back with the 10th pick, given the shelf life, given the injury history of running backs. Uh, and it's tempting. It's absolutely tempting because our, like how good could this offense be with a premier running back like that? Well, let me ask you this then. And looking at our roster and way it's constructed right now, it's almost as though it wouldn't make much sense for us to have a lot of draft picks anyways, because this roster is pretty filled. The draft picks that they had last year, over half of them were on the practice squad last year. You look at this year, it's probably be the same thing. There are so many good players that are in those starters right now that it's hard to find room for guys to be on this roster. So who would you put at number 10? Where would you likely go at number 10, considering the way this roster is uh, put together? Yeah, look, I, I think, you know, it, the, the players you draft in day one and day two are going to be on the team. It's, it's about, you know, those six-round picks and – who knows about whether or not those guys stick last year. We saw the Eagles, even though you're right about the draft picks two, two or three undrafted guys made the team. So there's still opportunity. Um, I think defensive line makes sense in the first round because uh, I think they need to replenish there. I think they're getting older there and those guys are going to play, you know, it's, it's, it's a tougher pill to swallow if you draft an offensive lineman and, you're looking at this starting lineup going, well, there's not a spot for him. And if there is, it takes it away from your second round pick last year. I mean, that's not that 
it might work. You might get the best player, but I think the offensive lineman would need to be such a better, like that player would need to be that much better than the next other position to draft him. Whereas defensive line, you know, whether it's take your pick of the guy, whether it's the edge, like a Van Ness or, or miles Murphy or Nolan Smith, like one of those guys, they'll play, they'll play immediately or for defensive tackle. Um, take your pick there, whether it's Jalen Carter or Brazee or Cancy, Clancy, I, you know, like pick, pick one of those guys and they'll play, they'll play immediately and they're not going to start, but that's okay. Dave, are you a believer in Jordan Davis? Did you see enough to know one way or the other, or are you on the fence? And I got to see what this looks like this year with him healthy, with a, with a greater increased role here. Yeah. Look, I, I'm not ready to say he's going to be a pro bowler, but I saw enough good things last year to be encouraged. It was a shame for him when he got hurt because the moment he got hurt, I felt like he was just starting to get it. He was just starting to look like the guy they, they drafted in the first round. I, he, I think that was his fifth start in a row when he got that high ankle sprain against the Steelers. And in that game, it was funny in that particular game was the first time they played him, not at the nose tackle spot. Mm. They played him, uh, off the center, which I think is a really important part of his development because they didn't draft this guy just to be a run stuffing nose tackle. Like that's that was the absolute base of what he can do. And we knew we could do that. We know we can stuff the run. We know we can two gap. That's fine. But they drafted him on his athletic upside and, and being able to penetrate. And I felt like we didn't get to see that last year, but we were about to. I, I really thought like we were, we were about to see that. Uh, really starting with that Pittsburgh game, and then he got the high ankle. And I, I don't, maybe at the end of the year, he started to look a little better. But even when he got back from the injury, uh, he tweaked it again. It, yeah. it didn't look right. That's a tough injury, the high ankle sprain for a guy who's 340 pounds to, to get yeah, over. Man. And it took him a long time. And, uh, and then they, they brought in Linval Joseph. And so you, you got him behind Linval. But by the end of the year, I thought Jordan Davis started to look better again. And he was starting to, to take some of those snaps from Linval away. Uh, but that's the next level for him is seeing him not just be a first and second down run stuffing defensive tackle because that's good. And he can do that in an elite level. But that's not why they drafted him. They drafted him for more than that. Hey, Dave, do you think Blankenship is ready for an expanded role? Or do you think his niche is what it was, sporadic play? It's a tough question. It's the same question yeah. they asked themselves about Marcus Epps yep. two years ago. And, and – Look, I, I thought Marcus was at least a, a solid level starter. He proved him. He, he wasn't a great player last year, and maybe he wasn't as good in the full time role as he was as a third safety playing rotationally. But uh, I thought he was fine, and, and I think I, I kind of think the same thing about Blankenship. Um, he he, I think he'd be an okay starter, and when you're constructing the roster, you have to be willing to be okay at some positions last year, mm-hmm. I think spoiled us all a little bit because they were so good at like every position, right? It was a roster. Like it was the best roster I've ever covered and they didn't have any weaknesses. Uh, I think they're probably going to have to get by with him at one of those starting spots. And we'll see if Terrell Edmonds is the other. Uh, I, I don't think they're done at that position. It's a bad year to need a safety in the draft. It's yep. not a great safety draft, but there are guys, there are guys out there. I don't know if it'll be branch, in the first round, like some people think, uh, but like even a guy like Branch is exciting because he can play the nickel a little bit. He can match up uh, in coverage. 
the other thought out there is is Avante Maddox. Could he take some safety reps? We saw him do that last year a little bit. He play uh, safety and base, move up to nickel in sub packages. I think he could handle that. But he's also getting paid like a nickel too. So mm-hmm. at a certain point, he's going to say, "Wait, wait a second here. I'm getting paid to do one job, and you're making me do another." Uh, they have some options there. I don't think they're done at safety. Okay. Well, is linebacker the same way, Dave? Like, just got to kind of live with sort of the uncertainty, I guess, of N'Kobe Dean and 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 Morrow coming over from the Bears. I, I guess that's what it looks like right now. Yeah, kind of. I mean, that, that could be another position where they add in the draft, not the first round, probably. Sorry, Barrett. Um, I think that there's a chance they add at linebacker, but you're right. It's like, you just, you can't have stars at every position. You just mm-hmm. can't. Uh, that's the the situation they're in right now. And that's why we saw the team kind of take all these lottery ticket type signings this off season guys. And if it works out great, if it doesn't, you didn't, you didn't waste any money. Uh, and that's really every signing they made this off season, except for uh, Mariota, who they had to give, outside signing i'm saying they had to give a little bit of money to, to get a backup quarterback but yeah i mean like i, I don't know if any of those guys are going to work out is moro going to be a good player mm-hmm. i don't know we'll eat some snaps for you and you hope nicobe dean can play uh it's kind of telling that the bears went out and upgraded twice <laughs> they brought in two players uh instead of keeping moro so it kind of tells you what they thought of him but that's the situation you're in ever you can't have a start every position well, we, you know, we're done at the running back position for this year, don't you think? Not necessarily. Um, I could see a, a draft pick at some point. I could see an undrafted kid come in. Uh, okay. it, it's tough to know what they're thinking at running back because uh, Penny is a fun signing, and I really like the player. You, you can't rely on him. Like, I don't even know if you can factor him into – your decision making at that position because he can't stay on ooh, the field. That's, ooh, say that <laughs> one more time. Say that one more time. You can't factor him in in your yeah. decision making because he's not healthy. Yeah, that's huge. That's huge right now. Yeah, that. I mean, well, think of like it. It would be foolish for the Eagles to think it'd be hubris, right? If they thought, yeah, he's going to come here and all of a sudden be healthy. I think they're hoping for that. And if it works out, they'll look like geniuses because they gave the guy $600,000 in guaranteed money and he has Pro Bowl potential, like legitimate Pro Bowl potential. He's a great player when he's on the field. He's not on the field ever. So um, it, then it comes down to what's their evaluation of Kenny Gainwell. Can Gainwell be a running back one? I think he is the lead back right now. I believe so. Yeah, see, I'm not – I like Kenny Gainwell. I'm not sold on him being an RB1. I think mm. he's better. And, I, and that's not a knock on him. I, I think he's better as a change of pace guy. I think he's better as a third down back. And uh, I wonder if at a certain point, if you expand his role, if he can't <clears throat> deliver in the same way he did in, in, in that smaller role. See, I, when I when I mentioned this several weeks ago, that Gainwell was going to be their lead back, people automatically assume that means – their number one back who's going to get 300 touches. No, in this Eagles offense, the lead back can change weekly. I think he's going to increase his touches significantly, both in the run and the pass combined with Miles Sanders no longer in his way. But each week, it could be it could be Penny one week. It could be Boston Scott one week. We still don't know what, Trey, what they think of Trey Sermon. 
you know, I think Trey Sermon is a is a good viable option. He just hasn't had the opportunities. But I do believe you could tell in the latter part of the season in the playoffs, they began to favor Gainwell. It was quite obvious. Now, does that mean they're building him up to be their lead back? Not feature all the time, but lead back? I think there's a good possibility. But what is a lead back in the Eagles offense compared to Tennessee, Green Bay, Pittsburgh? You know what I mean? Teams like that. It's, I, don't, it's I mean, Miles was that last year. Yes, he I mean, was. He, he certainly was. He had, he had a lot of carries, and he, he played really well. I think Penny has that potential, but can't rely on it. You're right. You're absolutely. What has he played? Only 39 games, Rob. You said 49. I think he's missed it in his yeah. career. Crazy, a lot. His it's legs are fresh, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> Good point, Dave. Last half full um, of the departures, Dave. Uh, meaning Hargrave, CJ, GJ, Sanders, uh, Edwards, Epps, whoever you want to throw in there. Say Amalo. Who do you think they'll miss the most? Hargrave. Mm. He's the best player of the bunch. I think sometimes we get cute with ourselves when we talk about these things and we go, oh, well, this is no Har- Hargrave was the best player. That's why he got $84 million mm. on the open market. They're going to miss him. I, after him, I, I think it's CJ. Um, he was the one guy I really thought they, they should prioritize. And I think they tried to prioritize uh, because he's so young. And, and I, you know, all the other players that got signed away and Hargrave included, you know, you have to ask yourself, the end of a three-year deal, are they going to be playing their best football? I don't know about Hargrave. He's he's going to be pretty old by the time he – CJ's going to be 28 right. at the mm-hmm. end of his three-year deal. Mm-hmm. So you can argue he's going to be playing his best football, and he's learning a new position still. So he's going to be playing his best football in a third-year deal, and that's why I thought they should prioritize it. But if you're asking me next year who are they going to miss most, definitely Hargrave. Well, mm-hmm. all right. Man, I mean, is is. is... When I, when I look at next year and how they're constructed, especially on the offensive side of the ball, where is the number three position, the number three wide receiver position? I'm not saying the number three weapon. You know, we got, you know, mixed up with last yesterday. Not, not the number three weapon. You know, we all know Dallas Scott is probably the number three as far as receivers. But the number three position, especially when they go 11 personnel, when they have three receivers on the field. Do they pick somebody high to take, you know, to fill up this, or are they on free agent market to get that position filled? I mean, I I don't think they need to fill it, and, and I I am on an island here in this city. Oh yes, you are by yourself. You're you're just <laughs> wading in the waves right now because I don't think anybody right now thinks Quez could be that guy right now. Well, let me ask you this, and and I've had questions about you know should they go sign Jarvis Landry? Well, yeah, maybe if they get Jarvis Landry on a really cheap deal, they bring him in. He's going to need targets. Mm-hmm. Who, who's he taking the targets away from? You know, they're unapologetic about the way this offense runs, at least through the past game, is through A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, Dallas Goddard. Those guys get their target share. After that, I'm not trying to get Quez super involved. And, mm-hmm. I, you know, I the thing I, I like about Quez in that role is that he can make an impact without needing – a, a large percentage of that target share because of his speed. And I didn't like the way they used him last year. He ended up averaging 11 yards a catch last year, which is stupid because a lot, all the crap they did at the line of scrimmage with him didn't make any sense. Uh, but he still has that pure speed. He still has the big play potential. I think he has five catches of 40 plus yards in the last few years. So should have been he has 20. Hmm? He dropped me. I, I'm not going to say 20, but he should have had, 10 more or at least five more that he should have he should have gotten he should have caught five more that he dropped 
One did he 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 just he just dropped it when he you know fumbled it. But come on, man, you get paid to to take the top off the defense. You take it off, that means you got to catch it too. Yeah, but he's proven he can catch it. He can track the ball. He has those catches under his belt. Uh, and it, the problem is, like, if you use a high pick on a receiver or you go sign a big name pre agent, he's taking catches away from Devontae Smith and AJ Brown. I don't want that. I just don't want that. And I know AJ Brown and Devontae Smith don't want that. So um, that's the problem. Like, I, I think ideally Quez would just make those plays and you wouldn't have to worry about it. I think he has the capability to do that. Um, and, and I second just – He didn't do it in the second half of the season, though. I agree with that. I agree with that, which is why we're having the conversation at all. Right, right. Um, but I like the idea of having someone with the capability of making an impact without needing the heavy target share. And that player doesn't really exist elsewhere. It's like if you use a, a first or second round pick on a receiver, you're playing him a ton. Mm-hmm. Let me throw something by you guys that I like I've, when the tables get turned. I like it, Dave. Yes. I've been okay. thinking about a little bit because, uh, you you made very you made sure to specifically say the third receiver position Barrett, which I like that you did that because it it, it can change because like if they need another guy to catch the football, is it crazy to think about adding a tight end in this tight end draft that is really not really at all. good? Nope, not at all, not at all. But I think you have Calcaterra there, who's a pass catcher. They just used him as a blocker more so last year. They ran a lot more 11 person as opposed to 12 personnel, one running back, two tight ends. So I think that's that's the direction. We know that Jake Stahl, even though he did catch a couple at the end of the year, he's not the guy that's going to run and get open. I think Calcaterra it is, but when you, you look at the – when you do look at those wide receivers, I mean, those um, tight ends out there, it makes you think now. You know, the kid, even the, the huge kid, six foot seven, 250 pounds from Georgia. Can you imagine him and my he, line? He looks like a, a building. He looks like a building <laughs> running down the field. If anybody's seen this guy, it's so you like you got Dickerson, Malata, and that kid on the right side. You can block. You could take and, and drive people a country mile, and not run back when you get touched if you drive them over there. He's a, yeah, you know that's, what? That's, that's it's not son. crazy, Dave. It's not man. Um, you know, because you cause, let's face it. All due respect to Jack Stoll, you can. You could find a lot of Jack Stoll's, I think. You know, you, you yeah, could... they like Jack Stoll. Jack Stoll yeah, does a good job, fine. but he's fine. If you can find a guy who like is a legitimate weapon at the tight end spot, and look, I like Dallas Goddard. He's under contract. He's a great player. Nothing's stopping them from drafting another tight end. They did it when Zach Ertz was in his prime. Right, right. Uh, uh, last one. We we've gotten this far, and we haven't asked you about Jalen Hurts. Are you hearing anything? Are there any any sniffs, any whispers, uh, any kind of movement here? I think it'll happen eventually. Uh, I think it'll happen this off season. That's all I know. I, uh, you know, I, I think both sides want to get it done. And when there's motivation on both sides to get it done, that's normally the way things go. It's going to be a massive deal. I think, uh, the, the, the years of the deal, as much as the guaranteed money, I think will matter. Uh, the Eagles will want more years. Jalen's going to want fewer. You would think, because he'll want a chance to, Mm-hmm. To get to, to go back to the negotiating table sooner, especially with all the the expected new TV money coming through, so I think that could be a little bit of a sticking point. But it kind of feels like the whole league is just like waiting on Lamar, and then it's Jalen and Herbert and Burrow are also eligible 
Um, the difference with Herbert and Burrow are they had the fifth year options on their yeah. contracts because they were first round first picks. Rounder. So yeah. uh, I think there's a, like, if I'm the Eagles, I think I'd prefer to get it done sooner because I'd like to beat those other two to, to the deal. Right. Like if you know, Herbert signs a deal that kind of sets the, the floor mm-hmm. uh, and I'd rather be the one setting the floor than the one that has to climb over it. Yep. I love what they did for wins. That makes mm-hmm. sense. All right, Dave. So uh, tonight, unfortunately, you got you got you have to deal with Barrett. I mean, it's poor man, easy. poor I mean, man. I mean, what? No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> so you, and, you and Barrett tonight and Amy on Bird's Huddle. What time? Let the folks know when they can catch you. Six, six p.m. Six p.m. All right, perfect, perfect. All right, so we're looking forward to that, Dave. Keep up the good work, NBCSportsPhiladelphia.com, and of course, uh, your podcast uh, with with our buddy Rube, who uh, who does it. You guys too uh, together do an awesome job. Uh, covering the Eagles for the Eagle Eye podcast. So thanks, Dave. We appreciate you taking a beers couple on you, Dave. Dave. Appreciate beers you, bro. On you tonight, oh, Dave. Beers on you, Dave. Oh, <laughs> we'll see. Take care. <laughs> All right. See you, Dave. You throwing that at him after he agrees to be a guest? And he has, you're buying the beers, Barrett. Come on, man. All right. We appreciate Dave hopping on for a couple minutes. Yeah, right. yeah. He's just insightful stuff, man. You know, I mean, makes you think. Yeah, it definitely makes you think. Yeah, you know, it makes I, a lot of sense. I. I love the notion that Arizona's floating three to a quarterback hungry team. Like I just, the more teams in front of the Eagles that want offense, that want quarterbacks, you wish there were some stud receivers, you know, this, this, this doesn't have the feel this year that some of the other years had with it, with the really big time receivers that could help the Eagles out even more, but not the case this year. They, they could, it's distinct possibility, man. One of those either D tackles, D edge guys are the top two D edges, Anderson and, uh, and, uh, was, um, t- uh, the Tyree kid out of, uh, Texas tech. Wilson. Those two, yeah. Wilson are both there, you know, it, 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 or, and, or Jalen Carter. It's a very distinct possibility that at least they're going to be close and it might not be that big a move up. And they, and they take an offensive lineman. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> Peter Skaronsky with the tenth overall. Pick. People will be like, "What?" The Eagles fans collectively lose their minds as soon as. Oh happens. my god, absolutely, absolutely. it's great! All right, let's uh, let's get a cookie in here. We'll come back. We'll uh, we'll mix in some Phillies in the two o'clock segment in our NFL segment. Uh, we'll talk about Cliff Kingsbury continuing to land gigs. Uh, we will talk about uh, uh, Joe Douglas. Gives you a little information on Aaron Rodgers. Bills make a move. Uh, Will Levis will visit a team. We'll tell you who we'll get into the top defensive tackle prospects. Speaking of Jalen Carter, we'll do that at two o'clock as well. We'll come back a little Phillies offensive explosion. Don't go anywhere. Barrett Brooks, Derek Gunn, Rob Ellis hanging with you on this Tuesday. We are sports take Jacob sports, YouTube network. I'm going to tell you about Jim Murray and principal financial group, because I want you to find the right person for your finances. You work way too hard. Your future is way too important. Okay. And you want to be taken care of by the right person, the person who's looking out for your best interest. And that is Jim Murray and Principal Financial Group. Whether it's retirement planning, 401k review, insurance review, you have a small business, you're trying to get your employee benefits off the ground. If you're just not sure, if you're confused by something and you're looking to invest, he's a great resource to talk to. I know I've entrusted my IRA, my 401k rollovers to Jim, and I couldn't be any happier. You will be too. Give him a call. 610-996-4751. 610 610- 996-4751. You can also email him, Murray, M-U-R-R-A-Y, dot Jim at principal.com. That's Murray, dot Jim at principal.com.
Imagine for a moment that you went to work today, and when you came home, you were catastrophically injured. Your life and your family's life. That's what happened to union construction worker Mike Little. I was scared of what the end was going to be, but to be 100% honest with you, I knew I was going to be all right just by talking with Brian. In my heart, I just knew everything was going to be all right. Call the firm and find out why they say, we got this. Call 215-458-2222. Here, imaginations run wild and time stands still. Because here, you can find the best of the Jersey Shore all on one five mile island. So leave the old you behind and get lost in the woods. of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. Hey, hi. Hi, everybody. Let's go. Hug. Come on. Group hug. We're uh, back. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Barrett, Derek, Rob, hanging out with you on this Tuesday, April 11th. All right. Um, we sat here yesterday. It's, this is what I love about sports, right? We sat here yesterday and we're telling you, man, Phillies are going against Sandy Alcantara. This is going to be tough. You got to chip away. You just got to get, do the little things, work out, you know, get his pitch count up, get him out of the game, get to the bullpen and somehow just, you know, get a, get a two, one, three, one win. Uh, lo and behold, uh, the Phillies put up 15 runs, 20 hits. They just absolutely crush, crush Alcantara who ends up going four innings, gives up 10 hits himself, nine runs, a home run on 77 pitches. Guys, his ERA uh, went from 1.84 before the game to 5.79 after. (laughs) Went up almost four runs, okay? Um, A lot of encouraging signs here. The Phillies put up a five spot in the third. They had averaged 3.3 runs per game, which was the second fewest in their league going into the game. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, and it looked like it was headed the way we thought. Alcantara retired the first eight of nine guys that he faced. You're like, all right, it's going to be that kind of game. And, and thankfully, Strom was equaling him. You know, Strom looked good. But then they just went off. It's Jake Cave started it. 
You know, he got to get the solo shot. And then everything really went from there. Huge night for Alec Bohm. Three for five, home run, six RBIs, two runs. Bryson Stott in the leadoff spot, two hits, scored a run. He's up to 415 for his average. Trey Turner in the two hole, didn't bother him one bit. Three for four, three runs scored. I mean, this was, uh, I'm telling you, the game started at 640 by about, I don't know, 720. It was a laugher. What, what is this? What what is this? I don't know. Is it is it is it that they were trying to press the issue last game because you know they're supposed to be better than that? I mean, were they just all right? I think at first they walked out on the field the first couple of games like all right, we're we're the big Phillies. We just left the World Series. You know, look at us. And then they didn't do the little things that got them to where they are. And then it started going down. It was you know going downhill. Then they started doing too much to try to get back to where they were. Sometimes you just got, you know what, man, forget it, bro. I'm just going to go out there and just play. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Barrett, to answer your question, I think when you're getting good starting pitching, everything feeds off of that. Strom gave him good for the second straight outing. He's, he was really good. I think that helped. Um, I think the fact that you're getting contributions from everywhere and you're not just counting on a, a, a few of your, your, you know, big guys, I, Cave getting that home run was big. Uh, Stott keeps doing it, although he was up on the top of the the uh, start the the lineup. You're getting it from all over the place, and I think that helps. You know, you're not asking Schwarber and or Turner every single night to do something huge, but everybody. The other thing is, sports are weird. Sometimes you just have a guy's number. You know, they they have Alcantara's number. He, he has seven losses to the Phillies since yeah. 2021. Yeah, <laughs> that is crazy. The guy's a Cy Young winner. Phillies are eight and two against uh, Florida when he's pitched on the, on the mound. The last time they they faced the Marlins with Alcantara on the hill, um, they got him to a point where he was fine trying to fine tune his pitches and grooving them because they were tattooing everything that came across the plate. You know, outside pitches, inside pitches, they were hitting them where they they ain't the whole time he was in there. And I think it's one of the most fascinating things because nobody else can hit him the way the Phillies do. Mm-hmm. And from what I read, they were really coy after the game about what is it about this guy that you guys can do things against. And it, a lot of them didn't really want to answer directly. So it makes me wonder, have they noticed something in his overall delivery that tips his pitches that other teams have not picked up on mm-hmm. yet to a certain degree? Um, but it gets to a point, as good as he is, it's now in the back of his mind when he steps on the hill to face this team, ugly things happen for him. You know, mm-hmm. and the, the psychological game in sports, in a lot of cases, is as big as the physical element of the game itself. And they're in his head now. They are thoroughly in his head when he steps on that hill. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it's a great point. But I, I just get back to, you know, they've now strung together three out of four. I know the competition isn't great that they're facing. But still, I mean, you had to scrap out of what was going on anyway at some point. But. Turner's hitting 349. Uh, Bryson Stott's hitting 415. Bohm's hitting 351. Castellanos, who had a really nice game yesterday as well, 278. Uh, Brandon Marsh, another big game, 385. Mm-hmm. This really comes down to pitching for me. The bats are doing enough. I know the runs per game weren't great uh, going into this game, but I think the First offense is some hell of a, some pitchers too, man. You know. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, but even without Hot Harper and, and Hoskins and, and you know some of the other guys that they're missing, mm-hmm. they're 
I think the bats are going to be fine. They just need, and starts with Nola tonight, they need their, their big guns, Nola and Wheeler, to be better. Those guys are better. They're going to be fine. They so really are. The combined, they have had four outings, and it's been okay, but nothing great yeah. so far. Nola now is pitching for the third time in the month of April, and we're still barely, what, two, two and a half weeks into the season? Mm-hmm. If he doesn't, if he doesn't show much more improvement, first couple outings you give him because they're getting the, the winter rust off, the spring train, limited appearance in spring train. This is where I need to see Aaron Nola of old. The Aaron Nola that we're accustomed to seeing from April through late August, early September. Mm-hmm. If, if he goes out there against this lineup, now if it was the Mets, the Braves, the Dodgers, okay, it's a hit or miss because those teams can hit. You just never know. Who's going to dominate that night, the hitting or the pitching? But against this Florida lineup, which is very similar uh, to Cincinnati's lineup, they don't have a lot of pop in that lineup. Yeah. He's got to be dominant tonight. He has Uh to be dominant tonight. I agree. I agree. Uh, He's got to go out there and pitch well. Here's some more good news. Ranger Suarez is going to throw a rehab assignment at Lehigh Valley tonight, three innings. If, if he doesn't have any pain or any kind of setbacks, they're, he, they may either have him throw one more or it might be time to get him back up here. So, okay. but, but the, the great thing is with him being out, you know, and, and painter too, uh, Matt Strom's been awesome. He went five yep. innings yesterday, yeah. four hits, no runs, six strikeouts, just one walk, 59 pitches, very economical. He's now gone nine innings in his two starts and hasn't allowed a run. He there I mean, you he couldn't ask any more out of this guy. And he's what your fourth starter? Behind Falter? Fourth or fifth? Really? Yeah. 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 So your fourth or fifth starter right now is your best pitcher. These other guys got to pick it. Now, Falter didn't pitch bad when he was out. Yeah. Falter's been fine. Falter's been really good, actually. Yeah. So, you know, it's time. It's time for your frontline pitchers to step up. Now, now's the time. You've got, you've had a couple of starts under your belt to iron this thing out. We know when your pitcher's on, your array of pitches from corner to corner, you can paint the corner with the best of them. We need to see that now, Nola. And for that, he started though. Nola started it up though. He's, he's he got he started, but then he gets to that middle, third, fourth, fifth inning, and they catch up to him. Yeah, yeah, and he starts making these mistakes and grooving pitches, and his breaking balls are not breaking the way they did in the first couple of innings. Mm-hmm. We've seen this. We've seen this theme twice now in his two outings. Mm-hmm. He's got to give you a stop. If they're not going to have your pitchers, and Rob mentioned this yesterday, if a Phillies pitcher is not going to go more than five innings, you got to have four plus. When you walk off that hill, if you're not going to go more than five, you should be able to look over your shoulder and see that you've given up no more than one run, especially to the team they're facing tonight. Yep, 100%. It's not a great offensive team, uh, that's for sure. Real quick, uh, on, I'll, I'll swing it back to the Eagles because that's something else I want to hit you guys with. But you see what the Rays are doing? The Rays are 10-0. and 0. Yes. Yes. They're smoking it's right now. unbelievable, man. I, I mean, with their payroll – you know, their highest paid player is Zach Eflin, yeah. former Philly, who they signed yeah. in the offseason. Like they're doing it on a shoestring budget, but yet yet they're 10 and 0. It's uh it's pretty impressive. You know, the second closest team, I think, is like seven and three in baseball right now, which is yeah. the uh the Brewers, your Brewers gunner yeah. playing very well. Woohoo! There you go. You, you you talk about the Rays um uh payroll. <clears throat> What's even more impressive is with this payroll. They have scored 76 runs in 10 games and only given up 18. Damn. Only given up 18 runs in 10 games. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's amazing. That, that is phenomenal. Now, really will, this, will this continue to pan out? That remains to be seen because, you yeah. know, baseball is hot and cold. Mm-hmm. You know, 
But the fact that they start out 10 and 0 with their payroll and they're hitting the ball well and they're pitching even better, and nobody expected this, mm-hmm. that's <sighs> now now you still have Toronto and the Yankees and the Red Sox in that division, and even Baltimore. Baltimore really came on last year. Yeah, they're much improved. It's gonna, it's gonna balance out. It's gonna balance yeah. out, and teams are gonna catch up to them. But for right now, what a great story this team is. It really is. Um, all right, let me hit you guys with this because I, I I asked, I posed this to Dave. His answer was Hargrave pretty unequivocally. Do you guys feel the same way? The player they will miss the most is Hargrave, or do you think it's somebody else? I think it is. Um, it has to go situationally. You know, it, it really is situationally because you look at Hargrave does. Hargrave on, 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 on third down was almost unblockable. But he was very blockable on second and first down. So rundowns, basically. On rundowns, where he was a lot of the reason why we they had everybody had so much success on our defense when they're running the ball, especially when we're trying to, you know, we're trying to stop the bleeding. You know, they'd have to take him out, which hurt you then, because then the teams would counter that and start passing on him. So from a run stopping aspect, he he hurt us. But then you look at this. I mean. You look. You, uh, we talk about that third receiver. We got to see how our run game is going to go because we lost our, our 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 slot receiver that blocks. You know, it it may not seem like it's as much to us, but what's his name from um, Indianapolis? He just went to um he just went to the um to Phoenix. Oh, what is that receiver's name? Uh, oh, oh, Pascal. Pascal. Zach Pascal. Yeah. Zach Pascal was so good in run blocking that we're going to miss him. Mm. We're gonna miss him, man. It's interesting. He's he he he's that glue that you need, and when you don't have a guy that can go in and and mix it up with those linebackers, because we know Quez is not doing it. We know Smitty is not doing it. You know what I'm <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That is not their. <laughs> hey, right. You play to your strikes. That's not their right. wheelhouse. Yes. So you know how do you how do you how do you fill that void? We don't have anybody to fill that void right now. So you you talk about twelve personnel. You might have to use that a little more in obvious running downs. And figure out if um if Calcaterra can run you know and, and and be a pass catcher we need, but that's a, you know situational football we're talking about first and second down, we know be able to stop the ball, but can he pass rush on third down from the interior? Hmm. Um, first and second down on our play on our side run blocking, are we going to be able to do that? So I mean, and then we still, I wish he was gone. I wish we were missing him and 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 and. You know, his absence was here, but our starting punting is just atrocious. There we go. <laughs> there you go. Well, listen. Rob, boy, Zippos. In all seriousness, we're all agreed here. There's no chance Zippos is back, right? What do you mean? He I'm never not, left. I'm not saying. I'm not saying. Oh, 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 oh. You, act like he, you, act, you act like he left. He's no, never I, left. Well, he's going to leave. Well, I'll make him. I <laughs> don't know that. I don't know that. Rob. I he don't is know still that. on the roster. Yes, and, he hold on. Let me you're tell you this, too. You're killing me with this. Let me tell you this, too. There's nobody here to compete against him. Nope, not right now. How do you justify bringing him back? I mean, um, honestly. How? Your guess is as good as mine, bro. This is unbelievable. If, if they can't just... find somebody better than him, they'll bring him back. Yep. You should be yep. able to find somebody. You're telling me there isn't somebody in the league right now. I'm I, not going to the Camden High. Yes, Woodrow Wilson. I'll take mediocre. I'll be happy with mediocre. <laughs> I mean, what do we do? So we're not changing anything on special teams. Michael plays back. Suppose is back. 
We don't have a return. Well, we do have we have we have Boston Scott returning. We had um, Crash is still returning. Also, yeah, come, Crash. That needs Crash. to be upgraded too. Great, a great story. Awesome. Right, right, that right, took right. a beating, like, and he kept ticking. But <laughs> no, they they made they may draft a DB in the middle of later if they get middle round picks that that returned in college who who yeah. hit his shot, you know. But yeah. right now, as you look at it, they didn't bring anybody in that can do it so far. Kicking. Don't get my boy Deuce. Yes, Deuce Vaughn. Deuce Vaughn will be a returner. Possible. That's um, possible. We still yeah. need a punter, though. Yeah, still need a punter. All right. Uh, maybe, uh, <laughs> my fault, man. I didn't mean to make you mad, man. But that's I can't you. do another year with this. We, how much more do we need to see? And, and it bit you in the right. worst time. Right, right. We have yet to flip this. We didn't flip the field ever yet, last year. No. We didn't Here's flip the, the field, put it in. No. I can see them bringing in somebody whether off the street or low draft pick or undrafted rookie <clears throat> to allegedly compete with Sippos. But until further notice, Rob, you better bite that bullet until we get some definitives because all right. I wouldn't I wouldn't put it past them to bring him back. I refuse to believe that they'll do this. I know oh, I'm in denial. You keep saying bring him back, D gun. Yeah. He He's never here. left. You're yes. right. You're right. You're right. He never left. He's like, still he's on that roster left. collecting yeah. the check. That was my series. Just did. Nah, with see, I told you. See, I'm not the only one. See, I put that. I put my watch he said over there. Sippos, and he's letting I, you know. That's exactly he's what it was. You know, yeah. I'm here. I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> yes, that's what it was. It's crazy. That's see? exactly what it was. Man, they're listening. Big brother. Big, Big brother's brother. Listening. AI is all over the place, man. <laughs> telling you, man. <laughs> it's unbelievable. That's well, why I don't talk about you two anymore. I stopped it. Ever since you told us that story, man, I'm scared to do anything even around my Alexa. Do you have you have Alexa? Do you have Google Chrome too? I don't or have just, Google. I, no, I don't have it like like the way you have it wired into the, the house. I don't have yeah. it like I have it on my you know my computer. My, okay. my fridge has it. Oh Your what? My fridge has it. Oh heck no. No, <laughs> thank, no, heck no. My fridge no. has it. You mess around telling me I can't believe Sanji didn't cook for me after all the stuff I do for her. Let her hear about that. I See can't you with a big it also. In fact, let me tell her. That you don't care for her food anymore. <laughs> yeah, I would say that's what Alexa might say. Oh yeah, oh, you come on the show the next day with a big bubble eye, <laughs> <laughs> or from a different location. Where's Barry yeah. doing the show from? Don't ask. Hey guys, guys, I can't speak loud right now because yeah. uh, somebody's watching me. So I have to speak like this the whole show. I'm out in my garage. I just trying to get uh, through these three hours now. Now I hear you. Uh, all right, let's come back. Let's do some Sixers. Uh, we got NBA playoffs, whatever they call it, the play-ins playoffs are kicking off tonight. We'll get into that. Uh, I have a, a not great number I'm going to throw your way on the Sixers in the second round over the course of the last 20-some-odd years. We'll do that, but we'll look at the matchup here potentially with the Nets. We know it's with the Nets, but potentially with the Celtics in the second round as well. We'll get into all that. When we come back, and uh, NFL segment coming up at 2. Don't go anywhere. Barrett, Derek, Rob, Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. All right, let's talk pro-action restoration. Yes, pro-action restoration are the folks that you reach out to. If you have a home, you have a business, you have a property, you go through the pain, the inconvenience of water, fire, smoke, mold damage, you name it. It can be incredibly trying, and you're not really sure who to turn to, but they are the people to turn to because pro-action restoration is on call 24 hours, seven days a week, and they get the job done. I've gone through it. I had happened to me, and I reached out to them on a Saturday. And not only were they ready, willing, and able, they got over there and they fixed the problem. They cleaned it up. They advised me going forward on what to do. The price was right. The crew was professional. Clean the whole nine. 
They are licensed, bonded, fully insured. They've been serving the tri-state area for more than two decades. ProAction Restoration will work in conjunction with your insurance company. So again, it could be water, could be fire, could be smoke damage, mold remediation. It might be something else that you're not really sure about. Just reach out. They can let you know. Get a consultation. 610-623-3760. 610-623-3760. Or online at ProActionRestoration.com. That's ProActionRestoration.com. Imagine for a moment that you went to work today, and when you came home, you were catastrophically injured. Your life and your family's life. That's what happened to union construction worker Mike Little. I was scared of what the end was going to be, but to be 100% honest with you, I knew I was going to be all right just by talking with Brian. In my heart, I just knew everything was going to be all right. Call the firm and find out why they say, we got this. Call 215-458-2222. Here, imaginations run wild and time stands still. Because here, you can find the best of the Jersey Shore all on one five-mile island. So leave the old you behind and get lost in the woods. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. on vogue all right we're back <laughs> rob ellis Derek. Gunn, i don't know what that was uh Derek gunn barrett brooks hanging she just out pass away madonna yeah. madonna no, no. She <laughs> passed away? okay what? what okay i thought madonna passed away. my fault my fault my fault <laughs> dang 
You guys uh, are terrible, man. Yeah, that, <laughs> that, we're terrible. Like that. <laughs> I mean, you said it. We did. What did we do? <laughs> I, I don't know why I thought that. No, that we probably would have heard about that a little bit more back. Oh no, I know what it was. That's a big one, right? I know, I know what it was. What I, would that um, be, Mr. Brooks? I, I I saw a picture of her. Oh, it's not good, dude. It's well, it's it's not good. Definitely not strong anymore. Definitely not strong. And I don't even I don't even mean like she's getting older. She's had a lot of bad. <laughs> Tone is terrible, bro. Bad Tone. work done there. You see what's what just in? Oh bad. my goodness. Um, oh yeah she does well no so tell she she is taking on when when you see people i i mean men too i'm not just talking about women when they overdo it they they it almost becomes like a they get like a cat feature they look like a lions yeah yeah little kim did they can't close their eyes they can't even close their eyes man and and cheekbones and stuff it's a bad it's bad look it's bad it's definitely bad football you know what i'm saying yes it is it's not good. You know, when she was a material girl, she's not the material girl anymore. No, no, no. <laughs> You're better off. You age, age gracefully is better than that. What she's, what some people tend to do to themselves. Anyway, that's, that's a different discussion for a different time. Or right? the women nowadays are like the collagen lips now to make their lips over. So I'm like, why? It, it, nothing. None of that looks natural. No, it just doesn't why? look. They look at you like this. I'm like, really? <laughs> You think that looks good because what? <laughs> what you're, possessed you're, you to do that? You have a conversation with someone and they literally like they're nothing moves. Like they're no. when they react to something, it's no. like everything is just frozen, cryogenically frozen. Uh, yeah, yeah. Ke- it's Kevin's right. Kenny Rogers, let, let, didn't, I didn't know who he was anymore. Like yeah, he's since point. passed away. He looked completely different. You know, but. All right. Anyway, uh, let's talk you know it's bad. Anytime you have to go to sleep and you have to sleep with your eyes open because you can't close your eyes. <laughs> I can't close my eyes. My buddy, my buddy used to sleep with his eyes open. What? what? Yeah, like when we were kids, we'd have sleepovers, right? And <laughs> he also had webbed toes. Oh come <laughs> on! <man>. No, I'm <laughs> His first I, two toes. I think I got stories. So his first two toes, like, all right, so here would be like, you know, your toes. All right. This part would go all the way up. So they were almost like webbed. So his, his big toe and his second toe were were like webbed. And then he was a good swimmer. He was really. They call him flipper. Flipper. Faster than light. He he was a really good athlete. I'm not kidding. He was, and he had also had an extra bone right here in his thumb. And he could jut out like this part of his thumb when he would move. He would <laughs> stop, like man! That. Stop! I swear, man. dude. Did I he work? Did he work for Ringling Brothers, bro? My buddy, my buddy Murph. He he could he could like do this thing where he would like flip his thumb and a like a, it would like goom 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 like out of his thing. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Duck Wednesday, Rob. Your friend was Aquaman's love <laughs> But that wasn't even the weirdest part. So we would have we, it we would go. all. You know, when you're a kid and you have sleep, like everybody's piled in the living room, like you're on a couch, you're on a sleeping bag, oh, yeah. you're on the floor, whatever, right? And, and you know, it is when you when you get older. I don't what, like in our area, like you were down, you would get down the shore and party when you were like in your 20s, or right, whatever, right, and everybody's right, just right, piled right. into a house. Yeah. You, know, you guys know how it is. So, like, he would freak you out because you'd be like, you, you look over at him and, and, and he's awake, but he's snoring. And you're like, <laughs> his eyes are open and he's snoring. <sighs> yeah, I'm serious, man. And you're like, Oh my god! And like uh, I knew, I I knew from the time we were kids. But like you know, like people would 
like walk in and be like, what's up with that guy, man? You know, That's I- when you know you need a cross, some holy water. Oh, my goodness. C-Rack and a steak. I don't make this stuff up. It's totally true. I oh, swear. Man. You know, half the time, man, half the time I say stuff, people think I'm I'm, I'm, I'm lying until they look it up and they yeah. see it, man. I, I told people for years, I said, look, man, the hardest I ever got hit was by um, a Rondé Barber. Right. Mm. We were playing, we were playing in the, um, we were playing, I think we might've been, no, we were in, we were in Pontiac. We were in Pontiac. I was playing with the Lions and I think it was Gus Farrar, either Gus or Charlie threw an interception. And all of a sudden, from out of nowhere, I hear I hear a Rondé Barber, mom. I don't see him. I got laid out, put on one knee. I was out, bro. I was out. Oh. Lit me up. And I, for all these years, I've been looking for a Rondé, wanting to whoop his ass. I mean, for years, you know, up until this football season. And I don't know why some people just think I'm lying sometimes. So. Uh, Mike Mulhern, producer for you know that does um, yeah does, NBC Sports you know, Philadelphia. He does yeah. your uh, he does pre and post game show. Well, Mike looks it up and he finds the play. Oh my and god! Sees, and he sees the Ronde. And the reason the Ronde is laughing because I don't see Warren Sapp, but all I saw was a Ronde, and all of a sudden the lights went out. So mm-hmm. Warren Sapp is the one that hit me. And knocked me to the ground. And all this time, I got up and looked up, and I saw Rondé sitting there. I thought it was a Rondé Barber, bro. Oh my God, it was Sap. It was Warren Sap. Yep. Sap was notorious Sapp. for doing that. Remember yeah. when he did the what was it, Chad Clifton? Chad Clifton. The he big almost Clifton. killed him. Yeah, yeah, he almost killed Big Clifton. I was I, I was playing for him there. I think. Damn. I, I, I saw him play. Yeah. Yes. The big Cliffy. I get uh, Cliffy up too. Whew. One of my favorite stories when I was covering the Steelers, Carnell Lake. I used to do a show on Monday nights with Carl, Carnell Lake, and we'd have a player on every week. And Greg Lloyd was on, and they would tell me the story about how they were playing a game, and Brinson Buckner was one of their D tackles, and he got a concussion. So he wobbles over to the sideline and he sits down, and his head's kind of down. They keep asking him, You okay, big fella? You okay? Yeah, man, I'm all right. So he, Carnell and Lloyd said they're standing near him, and they're just having a generic conversation. All of a sudden, he starts ordering McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh. He goes, yeah, I want a Big Mac and some fries. And, mm-hmm. and like, man, hey, man, what you doing, man? You know, he was out, dude, on his feet. He was out. Man. I, um, the, the, oh, one time, the, the, the worst story, I, I, I hate telling a story, but it's, it's so funny, though. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it was funny. It wasn't really funny, but it was funny. So I'm playing. Um, I'm in. I'm in Detroit. It's my last year in Detroit. They just got this. They draft this offensive lineman um, in in the first. So they're gonna go ahead and start him. So I'm riding the bench. I'm like, come on, man. Why am I riding the bench? Well, Big Gibby, Aaron Gibson. Aaron Gibson was the biggest football player to ever play. He was six foot eight, four hundred twenty pounds, but he had abs. Mm. He literally had abs. You know what I'm saying? You can look it up. He had asked for Wisconsin. Yeah, he was he they had was to, a yeah. specimen. Yeah. They had to make his helmet. They built this up. They had to make his helmet. <laughs> well, same guy, Warren Sapp, we're playing them. And I know this for sure. Charlie Batch threw an interception. And all of a sudden, I see it happen. I see, you know, because he did it to me the year before. But I see Warren Sapp coming around, coming around, and he hit Big Gibby. He hit Big Gibby so hard that Big Gibby's body was like this parallel. And when he hit the ground, he did like this, boom, 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 
like that. Oh so God. you know I'm 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 silly. So I'm I'm trying to keep my laughter in. So you know it's his interception. So he gets up and he's punch drunk. So he's swinging it and sap like this, and sap is being an ass going like this. Oh my God! In front of him like this. Oh man! So I'm Come really on, laughing man. now. I'm really laughing now. So I go and sit down the sideline. So who's up next? I'm up next. I'm going in. I'm laughing so hard that I'm crying. I mean, I'm literally crying. And the coach comes up to me and says, Brooksy, don't worry about it. You're going to be good, man. You're going to be good. He thinks I'm crying because I'm about to go in. (laughs) 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 You should have just went with it and be like, I said, I can't. I'm done. I'm out. I got to go. I said, Coach, I'm good. Coach, I'm good. I'm good. I'm I'm just getting psyched up, man. But I'm laughing in front of this man. This man just got knocked out. I'm laughing. I was like, oh, man. I I felt about this big. But that's probably one of the funniest things ever happened in my life. I mean, oh he bounced, boom, 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 and all of a sudden, he's gonna swing and and Sap is doing like that. Man, I love, I love it. it. <laughs> I love it. Hey, I see, I see folks mentioning uh, Hendon Hooker in the uh, chat. So I, I watched the Phillies game became such a blowout. I started flipping around last night, and ESPN does these. I watched that too. Yeah. It, yeah. it was it was really well. I I saw the end of Bryce Young, and I watched Hendon Hooker after that. What a likable dude, man. Great yeah, guy. Hendon Hooker yeah. is a oh, – I'm talking about as a human being – is a winner. Like, this yeah, yeah. dude's a leader. Yep. Like, everything you would want representing your franchise. Absolutely. I really hope his his injury, he comes back from it, and he he has a hell of a career, man. That's a dude I'm rooting for. He was – it wasn't a – Barrett it was so well done. And he's, it was. It was. Man. And it's his progress trying to get back. He's ahead of schedule. You know, how nice he was to that lady, man, and just the way he talked to her and – yeah. The way he handles business, you know, say he said, "Hey, I don't use this as something, you know, as a mark of my career." He said, "I'm using this, you know, as, as, as you know, a way in which I can, you know, get better." And yep. and you know, it's just, you know, it's, it's not even really something he'll say is, you know, it, he didn't say he, the way he said it was like, it's not something that's hindering me or anything like this, but it's using me to go in the right direction. It's, I'm, I'm using it to help me be a better person, you know, a yeah. better player. And it was, it was, it was. It was, it was really good, bro. It was really like good. I watched him at the Manning camp work with the kids, and he wasn't just there to hey, you show up. Like he was really working with the kids. Like he didn't right. have to do that. Now I thought that was, that was great. I, anyway, uh, that, that's home training right there. Well, yeah, and mom and dad were prominently featured, and they were the very great parents and supportive, and you know the whole thing. So yeah, very good family. I just I hope I hope he does well. Anyway, uh, all right, uh, Sixers talk. So we know they'll play the Nets Sun uh, Saturday. Excuse me, Saturday at one o'clock. That much we know. Um, what we also know is um, as far as the MVP. Let me give you give this to you guys because I thought it was interesting. I saw this earlier, uh, and I'll get back to the to the matchups and the playoffs because we do have games tonight as well. So. You take this for what it's worth, how much you, you, stock you put into it, um, you know, it, it, sort of in general with if you care at all what these guys think or, you know, what whatever it is. All right. So there, there's there's some heavy hitters here in, in the rotation, uh, you know, as far as the guy, the decision makers, the pundits, right, the people who, who, mm-hmm. who make these decisions. I, I'm going to give you where things are right now. Okay, and this is tracked by by Crow's Fire, C R O E S Fire. As far if you're doing like the math on this, Embiid right now is at 159 points, Jokic 79, Giannis 67. As far as first place votes, mm. Kendrick Perkins, Giannis, Stephen A. Smith, 
Joel Embiid, uh, Michael Pena of The Ringer, Jokic, Melissa Rowland uh, of Fox Sports, Embiid, Kevin Pelton of ESPN, Jokic, Rick Buecher, FS1, Embiid, Michael Wilbon, ESPN, Embiid, Jalen Rose, ESPN, Embiid, Keith Pompey of The Inquirer, Embiid, Bill Simmons, Ringer, Embiid, Ryan Rosillo, Ringer, Embiid, Dan Devine, Yahoo, Embiid, Mike Greenberg, ESPN, Embiid, Bill Ryder, CBS Sports, Giannis, Jared Greenberg of Turner, Embiid, Reddick. We'll get into JJ Reddick in a minute. ESPN, Giannis, Kurt Heelan, Zach Lowe, and Howard Beck, all Embiid. So it's if you take anything away from the early returns, it looks good for Embiid to win the MVP so far. And rightfully so. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think I think it should be unanimous, but again, it's that Philadelphia mystique. There are people out there that just don't want to give anybody associated with Philadelphia their props for whatever yeah. the case may be. And that's why it makes me a little bit nervous about him be winning it, but he should be a unanimous choice this year for MVP. Yep. If he wins it, it almost guarantees us going past the second round. Oh, really? <laughs> Okay, I'm not going to say the name because you already got on me for saying the name. So there's one major stumbling block. I'm not going to say it. Yeah. So, see, man, he, he – I didn't say the name. I no, no, but, I mean, realistically, it, I mean, he shouldn't be that much of a factor in uh, in, in in the whole scheme of things. You know what I mean? Look at – He's look pulling at the strings, Miami. though. I know, like in Miami. Yeah. Their coach is a positive factor. Yes. Celtics, positive factor. Yes. I mean, why is it so negative to have this guy, man? I thought it was the greatest signing in the world when we signed him a couple yep. years ago. And but what has his body of work shown us? That, I mean, we should have learned from from when he was in uh, Cali. We should have learned then. We With the Clippers? Learned. Yep, we should have learned. Yeah, it's he's an he's an anchor. I mean, he is. I don't mean that. Sometimes an anchor can be a good thing. It's a steadying force. Sometimes it can take you down. I think he pulls you down. And he's a he's a he's a great guy. But he is he's so so miscast. Like he should be coming off the bench. He should be a bench piece who's making like twelve million a year. That's what he should be. Instead, he's making in the thirties, and he, mm-hmm. he's your number four now. I mean, it's it's definitely hard to beat Maxi. Those three. Uh, you know, and Maxi, you're looking for a little bit more scoring punch than you are from Harden at this point. But Harris has got to be that guy because Boston and Milwaukee have those guys. Their fourth guys are going to give you more than Harris is on most nights. Rob, their yeah. seventh guy. Yes. Gives us more than our starter. Yeah. There you go. Yes. There you go. I agree with you. I'm being kind there. You're right. Uh, I, so he's got. How is our number four that, though? How is our number four um, not stepping up like that? You know what I'm saying? I, yeah, Barrett, I just think – I don't know. He's a ball stopper on offense. Uh, you know, he, he's got a similar game to Harden and then he needs a ball in his hands. It's just – it's a bad fit. Uh, it's frustrating. It, 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 he has just been an awful signing. It was – it's Elton Brand, you know, just terrible signing. I, I don't know how else to put it. And and you're stuck with him. You might be able to move him this offseason, but we're not worried about this offseason. You're worried about the here and now. And whether or not you're good enough. So let me throw this one at you. Sixers are one in twelve since 1986 in the second round. Oh. One year is yeah is Iverson 01. That's it. They're one in twelve. Other than that, that's worse than me m- mentioning Doc Rivers' name, Barrett. Come on now. 
It is. That's some bad mojo right there. Yeah, but I got to keep it real. I mean, but this is the this is how they're measured. They're not going to be measured with all due respect to the Nets. They're not measured on beating the Nets. They should hammer the Nets. You 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 you. At this point, we can't go any lower. Yeah, that's our that's our that's our basement. We can only go up now. We can only go up with the talent that we have. We should be on our way up. We're going to see a side of people that we haven't seen before. We're going to see P.J. Tucker. We're going to see P.J. Tucker <laughs> take it to the mountainside and score 12 points a game. We're going to see Tobias Harris go out there and average 21 points in the playoffs. We will see Tyreek Maxey go out there and play at the elevated game, scoring 30 points one night, 23 the next night, 42. No, I'm just <laughs> I was gonna say if PJ Tucker, Tucker average, averages twelve points a game in the playoffs, I buy you a whole box of White Castle. <laughs> You'll buy a franchise. I'll buy you a franchise, bro. But here's what needs to happen, right? Here's what you need from him: hit two threes. That's all I need you to do. Yeah, yeah. Hit, yeah. hit, hit a couple threes in the corner, and and just make him look at you. Just make them look at you. Yeah, that way honor. They, they, they have yeah. to honor you. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. They, they, the other net, they're gonna sag back. You know what I'm saying. Just give them. Just go ahead, and hit me. Give me two threes and make them look at you, bro. Yes, make that's them not asking too much. Because okay? if, if if he didn't hit those three threes in the fourth quarter against Boston, Sixers lose. lose that game. 100%. They lose that game. Hundred percent, they lose. Hey, 100%. hey, Jason Bennett. What? That'll be hard. That'll be a hard bet. But I, uh, oh. I, I would have to. I would have to. Ooh, here we go. I like that bet. If they like don't go that. past the second round, Barrett stops eating White Castles for a month. Are you Ooh. in on that? Ooh, I like that. For a whole month. Yeah. Yep. Ooh. Well, you're on a diet anyway, remember? Ooh, but still, I still go get them, though. I have my like, workers. I, I literally have my workers go up there and get when they because they I have some um I, I have clients up there up north and they, they have to go up there and drive up north at least uh three times a week, and I have them go get them there three times a week. <laughs> So a month. All right, you got a deal. All you right, deal. you heard it. You heard it, folks. You got it's a on. Deal. Okay, okay. I like it. put buyers put his money where his mouth is, or at Absolutely. least his White Castle where his mouth yeah. is. So All right. April eleventh, B. Brooks said he will give up White Castle for a month, not <laughs> a day, like- not a week, not two weeks, an entire month. The only problem is Rob, we don't have anybody to monitor him. No, I, I prom- look. He's I promise, a man of his word. Darren. I promise my mom, and I promise Trish. Oh, then that's gold. That's gold right there. I trust those two in the equation. That's gold. See, and if Barrett gave, he would confess. I believe him. You know what? I might eat a White Castle burger on air just to taunt him. Just to to taunt him. That's not right. That wouldn't be cool, bro. That would not be cool. Yes, it would. Willpower. Willpower. You place. Well, I'm not worried about it because they're gonna they're gonna make it happen. They're gonna make what happen? They're gonna they're gonna make it to the third round. Who'd you say their second round opponent would be, Rob? It would be Boston, Boston? unless Boston, Boston gets upset. It'll be Boston. It'll be Boston. Man, they're going out in the second round again. <laughs> I'm no, telling you not. right now. No, they're not, man. They're going no, they're out. To, um, they are going out. They're not beating Boston. I, bro, I got White Castles on the line. They better beat Boston. Now, if they had a home court advantage, I might give them an edge because of that seventh game. You're not going into Boston to win a seven game series. Bro, that's gonna no. gonna win a six. Okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. We're gonna, All right. On, we're gonna celebrate on our court. Okay. Ah da da. Ah da da. 
I'll we'll tell you, man, if All they right. did that, it would be fascinating to see the momentum that carried over into the Eastern Conference Finals. I, I'm assuming it's going to be Milwaukee. It, it, that would be fascinating to finally get that, you know, that that monkey off their back, that the, off the schneid with the second round thing. That would be a big deal Bro, for them. No, Psychologically. They got to come through now. They, they got to come through. They got to come through, bro. For a whole month? Come on, man. Yeah. Look, Jason Bennett, D-Gun has to eat three doubles on air if the Sixers get past the second round. Jason, three I like doubles. what you're thinking. Yeah, Jason, I ain't even sniffing a single, let alone eat three doubles. <laughs> three doubles? I ain't there right now. Oh, my God. You, you better come up with something better than that because that ain't happening to me. I, if I eat three doubles, I'm telling you right now, I will be off the show at least two or three days recovering. <laughs> I'm, right I'm telling you right now, that can't happen. Can't uh... do it. All right, well, we'll see. We'll see what happens. All right, so we have playing games starting tonight. All right, let's go through it. Who 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 survives? So I remember this is the way it works. I know it's confusing. I get confused myself. So I wrote it, which doesn't take much to get me confused. But I wrote it down the other day. So the nine and ten seed are single elimination. All right, you lose, you're out. The double elimination is for the seven eight seed. Okay, does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So what, so the seven eight is what two out of three? Yeah. Yeah, it's double yeah. elimination. Yeah, it okay. takes two losses uh, to get you out of there. Okay. Um, so the the way it works is Miami's a seven, uh, Atlanta's an eight, um, you, Toronto and Chicago are nine and ten. Okay. So okay. Uh, you have the Hawks and the Heat tonight, which you know amounts to a double elimination, uh, and it, best of three, I guess, essentially. And then T Wolves Lakers, um, the T Wolves Lakers in the West. Mm-hmm. They fall under the uh, the T Wolves are a T Wolves Lakers are the seven eight as well. So then your nine ten matchups are the Bulls Raptors. Uh, actually, flip that order. It's Raptors Bulls, and then uh, it is Pelicans and Oklahoma City out west. Those games are tomorrow. So today the wow. games are concentrated on the Hawks Heat and the T Wolves wow. Lakers. And we know all the insanity with the T Wolves. We talked about it yesterday. So no Rudy Gobert because he punched his teammate. Uh, no Jaden, who's Jalen on the Sixers' brother. No Jaden McDaniels because he punched a wall. He's done for the year, broke his hand. So T-Wolves are up against it. And the Lakers are are pretty hot right now. They played very good basketball uh, to close out the regular season. So that could be that could be a tough one uh, for them. How about Hawks Heat? What are we thinking there? I like the Heat in that series. I don't know what the oh. heck happened to the Hawks. Bro, because uh, I mean that their, their best player, man, what's his name? Um, Trey Young. 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 Yeah. He's only he's only averaging fifteen points a game. Yeah, I don't know what happened to the Hawks, man, with all that young talent they have down there and the moves they made in the offseason. I don't know what the heck happened to them, but they have been mediocre at best all season. I, yeah. I'm I'm shocked. And Miami, yeah. Miami's just Miami's not a tall team, but they're a physical team and they're an athletic team. They get up and down the floor. They rebound well. They play defense. They can shoot. I think Miami takes them out. And they're battle-tested. And you know, they, they've been through this thing before. I mean, you know, Jimmy Butler can can flip a switch real quick yep. and go yep. crazy. Yep. So uh, that's the other thing to keep your eye on. I, I like the heat. Uh, and, the, yeah, the Hawks made the coaching change. Quinn Snyder's in there now, but I'm not buying the Hawks. So I, I, think, no. it's, I think it's Miami advancing. Um, I, think, I think the Lakers advance past the T-Wolves. And as far as the other series go, you know, the Bulls and the Raptors, I'll go Raptors, coin toss, and then uh, Pelicans, Thunder. I'm going Thunder in that one. I'll take the 10 seed over the 9 seed. I agree. And I I think 
I think uh, Lakers should win it in two. They should win two games and get rid of Minnesota real quick mm-hmm. with the way Minnesota is right now. I agree. Yep. Um, yeah, Minnesota, basically, you just a warm-up for what's to come for the Lakers. I agree. Agreed yeah. on all fronts. All right, let's let's uh, let's come back, talk some NFL. Uh, we will dig into a former coach who just landed a, a, another gig. We'll get into defensive tackles. We'll get into uh, a bunch of other things that we have. Po- teams that are poised to potentially take a step back this year. We'll do all those things and more. When we come back, Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks, Rob Ellis, Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. I want to tell you right now about Flynn Tree Services. Yes, Flynn Tree Services is an experienced, licensed, and insured Pennsylvania tree services company that will trim or remove any unwanted trees off of your property. Now, they they offer cost-effective solutions to any tree problem that you may face. They're experts trimming all types of trees, and they serve southeastern Pennsylvania, South Jersey, and northern Delaware. Flynn Tree Services specializes in tree removal, stump grinding, as well as tree pruning. Keep in mind, we have a nice little lull period right here in the spring before the summer comes upon us. It's a good time to get your trees evaluated right now. You go to their Facebook or Instagram page for more information or a sampling of their work. Give Flynn Tree Services a call at 610-850-2848. 610-850-2848. Or online at FlynnTreeServices.com. That's FlynnTreeServices.com. Imagine for a moment that you went to work today, and when you came home, you were catastrophically injured. Your life and your family's life. That's what happened to union construction worker Mike Little. I was scared of what the end was going to be, but to be 100% honest with you, I knew I was going to be all right just by talking with Brian in my heart. I just knew everything was going to be all right. Call the firm and find out why they say, we got this. Call 215-458-2222. Here, imaginations run wild and time stands still. Because here, you can find the best of the Jersey Shore all on one five-mile island. So leave the old you behind and get lost in the woods. First Trust Bank is there for you. Champions on three. One, two, three. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. 
go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. Welcome back, everybody. Jacob Sports YouTube Network. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Rob Ellis, Barrett Brooks, Derek Gunn. Uh, Adam asked a question, you guys. Uh, he asked yesterday. I guess we didn't see it. No response. Is Jacob having a draft show at Ocean Casino this year? I'm assuming not. Uh, I would assume that, Adam. I, I haven't heard that we aren't doing anything, so I would assume that we are. All, I, all I've heard so far is that we are having a show on Thursday. Yes. That Thursday to draft night from 8 with same time when the NFL draft starts uh, eight until the conclusion of the first round. Yeah. And we'll keep you posted on details. Uh, when so that means go. Rob, you and I, we can sit there and bond again, buddy in person. Come on, man. Come on. I like that. Man. You know, Get the other guy, time. the other guy just, he don't want to be around us. So he's busy, man. He's got bigger and better things than, you know, whoa. I had to get his attention. Whoa. I had to get his attention. Wow, why you guys do that, man? Uh, we're kidding. We'll miss you guys, man. We will. We will. We, we, we might even have a call in at some point uh, from Brooksy. Absolutely. Uh, I always do. You know, what I wanna, you know what the first thing I'm going to do is send him a picture of the spread. Yes. See that? Yes. See what I'm saying? I can you, see have cloud, you have clouded NBC. Tell them to upgrade their food, man. Instead that night needs to There is no food. Yeah. None? At a, nothing? None. Fruit tray? Nothing? nothing? Nada. Finger sandwiches, nothing. Well, I can go down and if you let me borrow five bucks, I can put something in the machine and get some off the vending machine. Oh, Rob, Rob, what did we have last year? Oh, there were there were sliders. There yep. was shrimp. Yep. There was. Oh my god, I'm trying to remember everything. There was a lot. There was like this chili. There was. Yes. Wings. Oh, there was a lot. There was wings, and we even sat. Yeah, there were wings, and we sat down. We even had a little bit, a little bit afterwards too. We had yes, a little, we did. They had a, little, they had a beautiful fruit tray, little gathering. Yeah, and it, and then you had your choice of waters, different sodas, mm-hmm. or if you liked another beverage, you could have one of those also. Absolutely, it was. All and on table. top of that, because it's so late, you get a free room from Ocean. A beautiful room too. Yeah, incredible corner view, yeah. the entire entire boardwalk, man. Ferris wheel, everything. You see yes. it all. You will Matter be there fact, in spirit, Barrett. Yes. We'll two 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 sections of the wall and nothing but glass windows. You can see everywhere, man. I'll tell I mean, you, there's a house from there. Their room views are insane at Ocean. They're insanely great. Oh my right? goodness, yes. Oof. Oh my goodness. Oh. Does that mean all I right. can't be your friends anymore? Sure, you can. No. Sure. We'll see no. any pictures. Because yeah, we'll we care. Pictures. Yes. We care. We're thinking. Well, we'll be thinking. I, I am making some Texas right now. Food to get some food at your at your or, uh, spread at your place. Well, you. last yes. time we got food, uh, you almost you almost hit somebody. <laughs> that ain't funny, man. Stop, man. Trish told you to stop saying that story, bro. Hey, when you get hangry, you stuff you. stuff happens when you get hangry. Bro, Trish told you to stop saying that story, man. That man was the Incredible Hulk for about thirty seconds. <laughs> you don't like don't no, you don't like right. me when I'm hungry. Yeah, he even wanted to whoop the security guard. <laughs> <laughs> that was the worst time ever, man. I, I really, oh. I really, 
I showed oh, a side man. of me I shouldn't have showed, bro. And that was bad. Oh. I apologize, and I've been apologizing oh, for Big Tone, I'll see you guys down there. Yeah, you will, Tone. Well, three-fourths of us will be there. Yes. Um, speaking of, this weekend, Barrett It's like that I, tone. <laughs> it's like that tone. I know. It's not right. Uh, Barrett and I, uh, this weekend, which is going to be a, a lot of fun, we will be playing uh, Little Hoops uh, at Holy Family University. I think the game starts at 11. Is that correct, Barrett? Yep, 11 yep. o'clock? Yep. 11 in the morning. Uh, uh, 11.30, sorry, 11.30. It's the 36th annual All-Star Labor Classic. Uh, monies, we, we raised 175000 last year Yep. for charities. And and it's the Jacob team against the 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 trades, the tradesmen. So, you know, we played a lot of the local 420 guys who were uh, uh, steam fitters. Uh, great crew, great crew. So we'll be, we'll be playing again this Sunday, 11.30 at – Holy Family University in Northeast Philadelphia. It's gonna be fun. I can, gonna be fun. I can now wait to hear this story on Monday. The question is, is what kind of what, what kind of shape are the two of us going to be in on Monday? Yes. I'm I already in wait. shape. I'm just round. <laughs> That's the shape I am. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. Um, <laughs> I'm just tickling you today. I think you ain't right, bro. Why aren't you gonna be there, man? I already told you because I have commitments, bro. I got hey, man, you know, where Trish goes on Sunday, I have to be. I don't have a say-so in the matter. Mm. Right, right. I understand that. I, understand I have that. no say-so in the matter. I absolutely understand Or if she, Or she pulls this. Well, if you don't want to go, I guess go ahead. I'm like, come on, man. We gotta deal with, that's the worst. That's like a Jedi mind trick right there. Yeah, you don't do that. No. Don't do that. You know what's going to happen. Nope. It's going to come back and bite you later. Yep. Oh, there's no question about that. There's yeah, no question about that. that. Can't do it. Uh, all right, so a couple things. Let's revisit a big story in the NFL today. Jeff Akuda, uh, the former now Lion, has been traded to Atlanta for a fifth-round pick. So he goes there. Um, he was heading into his fourth year on the rookie contract uh, that he got. Uh, he was scheduled to make 5.1 this year, um, which is the cap hit that the Falcons will now inherit. Uh, the Falcons have to decide whether or not they're going to pick up his fifth year option. Right. And so he's heading into his fourth year. He had one more. Um, he has played in 25. So it's so three NFL seasons. He's played in 25 games and missed 25 with injuries. Ooh, ooh. Yeah. Uh, he, the thing is when he's been healthy, he has a lot of talent, but he is still a little inconsistent too, yes, but the yes. injuries are probably the key to this whole thing. The biggest issue. Well, that tells me Detroit is going to be looking at either Gonzalez or Witherspoon as their first pick in the draft. Yep, that's what it, that's what it's telling me also. Uh, which which bodes well for the Eagles because yes. I still think they're going yep. in the trenches. They're not going to go with a a DB. Um, their mindset has just changed on how how they do that. So, um, I mean, I like the fact that we got more guys slipping to us. Mm-hmm. More guys slipping to us. Well, they'll get this way. So somebody trades up to, to get Arizona's three. It's going to be one of those teams that's picking a quarterback. So there's yep. three quarterbacks out of the shoot right there. Seattle, Detroit, Vegas, Atlanta, I think is your danger zone if you're talking about those three tr- top defensive prospects going. That's your danger zone right there. I think Chicago probably goes offensive line. I mean, not 100%, but then it's the Eagles after that. That's really – you got to get through that little area. Mm. They may stay at 10 based on how this draft is falling now. Yeah, they, they could. just stay at 10. Mm-hmm. 
Because you're right, yeah. that player that they really want may just fall right into their laps. Howie will have three or four players that they're really high on. You know, and if one of those three or four players falls in their laps, I can see him staying at 10 and then try to work something with that 30th pick. All right, you two go on the record right now on who you think they should pick at number 10. Ooh. I'll go first. I'll go first. You want to go first? Yes, sir. I'll go first. I think they're gonna trade back and they're gonna get Nolan Harris. I mean, uh, Nolan oh. um Smith. Nolan Smith. Smith. Ooh. Defensive edge rusher from Georgia. Six foot two, 240 pounds, ran wow. a four three forty. You look at Hassan Reddick. Hassan Reddick, six foot one, two forty, ran a four five. Can you imagine both of those guys coming off the corner? Oh. All right, I'll go. Um, I think, Barrett, that they will end up getting Tyree Wilson from Texas. Oh, you think he'll be there? Yes. I I think they will either – he'll either fall or they make a move. That would be an amazing pick. That's even better than Nolan Harris. I mean, Nolan that's, that's, hey, I'm going. I'm going a little out of the a little bit of a reach, but yeah, you talk about a six six two seventy one guy who can move and and get after it. Oh Un, my god! Untapped potential and power has a motor. Yep. yep. Um, plays long. Love his game. Also, how about you, D? I'm going to stick with Witherspoon. You can never have enough cornerbacks, especially when you have two aging cornerbacks in front of you. Um, eventually, hey, again, I thought it was the case this past year where both could be gone. We're looking at a scenario where both could be gone. I don't care what kind of contract Slay signed. They could both be gone again. You know, well, no, because um, Bradbury signed a three-year deal. Right. And he's 30. But I do believe they could be looking at a replacement for Slay. Okay. Yep. So okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick with Witherspoon because I think Gonzalez will be off the board. I like it. I like it. Good, good, fun predictions there. Hey, uh, Devin White, linebacker from the Bucks, has yep. requested a trade. He wants out. Oh, it's coming up on his year option. Yeah, they're they're. I think Tampa's in for for a world of hurt this year. Howie, he, line three. He, well, yeah. Would you? Huh? Are you willing to give up? In a New York minute. Mm-hmm. What I trade, yes. I mean, what I and what absolutely. I, see, the only thing is, you got to sign them to a deal. Yes, yeah. That's why he wants out. I'm sure they they haven't shown him the money. Right, he won't want a deal. He's gonna he's gonna get upwards of right around that what eighty million dollar mark. He's a beast. Yeah, is he is he get? He's not Roquan Smith money. He's he's not that. But well, Roquan got Roquan got eighty something, right? Yeah, maybe he gets a little less than that, or yeah, seventy seventy five. Do they have the cap space to be able to pull that off? I don't know. I don't think so. Yeah. That's tough. I don't think so. Yeah, and I don't think he's – when was the last time they really heavily paid a linebacker? Um, no, let me, let me, yeah. let's, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's rephrase that. When have they ever heavily paid a <laughs> linebacker? <laughs> let's talk about saying that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I, it's, mm. I, I love it. It's fun to think about. <laughs> it ain't happening. What are you laughing at, dude? It ain't happening, man. It's not happening. What if they what if they traded? I mean, what if they paid a linebacker, linebacker, real line? They got Trotter out of here. Trotter was the best thing we had going. They got Trotter out of here because yeah. they wanted big money. Yeah. Um Carlos Edmonds. Yeah, he, he was really good. They just let him walk after that. Let him walk. Um Michael Kendricks. Uh let him walk. 
Uh, Jordan Hicks. I mean, Jordan he had Hicks. injury issues, but they let him yeah. walk. Man, the list goes on and on. It goes on and on about, you know, linebacks left walk. I mean, they didn't even let Kiko Alonso go. Yeah. Uh, Kiko Alonso. I know you didn't put Kiko in. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I was kind of glad. I know you. Right I know you. Matter of fact, I, I paid for his limo to get out of town. I was happy. <laughs> take, take the belly shirt and, and get out of here. All right. I don't need any more of that. I Although I will him. give him his props. He got down to Miami and played well. He did. Played well he did. for Miami. Yeah, he did. I think he, I think he, he I think all things considered, he kind of overachieved in his career. Yep. He, had, he had a better career than maybe he should have had. I'm trying to figure out who was a linebacker they paid. They haven't paid any linebackers. They let Seth go. Yeah, so as good. far back as even Seth. Yeah. Kirk Avea go. Romanowski. They they paid him a little bit. Yeah, but they let did. Him go. They did. They, it, but recent, I mean, if you're talking about Jeffrey Lurie era, they that's not something they usually align tons of money to. They so. haven't. No, they haven't. No. Um, all right. So a couple other things. That's a big one with Devin White, and then the the Akuda uh, information. Cliff Kingsbury uh, will be joining the staff of USC Lincoln Riley and USC to work with the quarterbacks. He's got Caleb Williams, who I think will be the number one overall pick. In next year's draft, um, look, maybe he's much better in that role as being just sort of the mechanics of it in your ear, knows what he's looking at. He certainly hasn't proven to be much of a head coach. So uh, some guys continue to land on their feet. Does he have family in the front office? (laughs) Does he have pictures of somebody who are high-powered decision makers? How does he keep getting jobs? How is it possible? Good he was terrible system. at Texas Tech. Yeah. He didn't do it in the NFL, and yet he keeps getting these jobs. I don't get it. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't. What I don't understand is he he was under five hundred at Texas Tech, a stint that included having Patrick Mahomes. That's the biggest thing, right? And there. that I could see if he went to the NFL and became a quarterbacks coach off of that, or even an offensive coordinator. He got yeah. a head coaching gig as an under 500 guy with Patrick Mahomes, like that math will never compute for me ever. No, no. This dude keeps popping up before he took the Arizona job. He had a job at USC already. Yes, so he got yeah. out of that contract and then went to, to Arizona, jumped from the college ranks right to the pro. Who put him on this pedestal? I don't know. We got to have him on our coaching staff. No, you don't. Illuminati. Oh my goodness! You a believer? You big believer in that the, one? The oh, only God. thing I ever appreciated about him was that one shot they showed of him draft day. He had that kick-ass house. Do you guys remember oh, yeah. that, bro? He's sitting oh, down yeah. in, in front oh. of the doors. Yeah, it was like he was. It was. I'll give him that. The place was. It's something out of cribs. Like it I wonder. Was I wonder if he gets to keep that still. That's yeah. his. I, that had to be. That's a big number. That place. It had to have been. You that's know? nice, man. It was. It was. Yeah, off the chain. Yeah, that was sweet. Uh, the Bills have re-signed Shaq Lawson, so he will stay in Buffalo. That's a good move uh, for them. Yeah, if he stays healthy. Yeah, they need yeah. all the D help they can get. They lost some pieces on that on that side. They lost some pieces, but also, man, that you know what? They nobody fears them anymore in their division now. Yeah. So that's yeah. the big thing yeah. right there. You know, Miami doesn't fear them. They showed they didn't fear them all season. The nope. Jets. And, uh, you know, when they get their quarterback, they're definitely not going to fear him. So, I mean, this, this, they got to go out there and work, man. This is going to be, this is going to be the tightest division has been in a long, long time. No question. This is going to be the same here in this division, too. Yeah. 
You know, this, I mean, it was already tight this year. It wasn't no gimme games this year. No gimme games this year. This division was tough. They, we t- they talk about this division not being tough. This division is probably one of the toughest, if not the toughest in the uh, NFC. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's yeah. the toughest I, division in the NFC. If Washington, look, if, if Eric Bieniemy has the kind of effect that, you know, we think he could have, and, and he could just get whatever out of the quarterback position, they're, watch out for Washington, too. They're not going to be easy. Absolutely. It's going to be, man, it's going to be some good football being played. Yeah, mm-hmm. Giants are going to be yeah. right there. Yep, yep, yep. I can't believe they paid uh, Jones, though, but, I mean. I can't either. But where do you find another quarterback? You, you're not going to find I another know. quarterback. I know. And can the, Eagle, can the Eagles overcome the Dak mystique? That, that dude owns the Eagles. Can Maybe. they finally overcome the Dak mystique? Yeah. And and, and where is his headspace? You know, not not against the Eagles necessarily, but just the way that his whole year went, um, and the way it ended with the amount of pick sixes and was it six interceptions? Yeah, and yeah. a really yeah. disappointing. 16, yeah, sixteen interceptions. Um, as far as weapons, what weapons did he? I mean, he still got, he still got eighty eight. But I'm trying to figure out what weapons. Well, no, he's got Brandon Cooks. He's got now, Brandon so. Cooks now too. Cooks now, yep, he's got somebody stretched the field. Uh, you know, I, that's you know what when I look at the draft. I think they go in the direction you talked about, uh, Rob. Mm-hmm. That you'll get Kincaid from Utah. Yes, at the tight end position. They got yeah. Jake Ferguson right now. Yeah, they lost Dalton Schultz to Houston. Yeah. Kincaid's yeah. really good. Yep. So right now they got Michael Gallup, Brandon Cooks, <clears throat> and C.D. Lamb are their top three receivers. Wait, I thought Gallup left. Well, Noah Gallup. Brown's no, no. Noah Brown left. No, okay. Noah Brown left. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh. How healthy? They they expect Pollard to be 100 percent healthy by the time the season yeah. starts. Yeah, yep, yep. Pollard will be healthy, and, and he'll be the primary now. We know that because there's no more Zeke. After yeah. that, it's nobody. You know, say they got Ronald Jones from uh, KC, who used to be with Tampa Bay. Eh. Rico uh, Swally. No, <laughs> Doty Dodo. Rookie, rookie Dodo. What's Rico Suave up to these days? That, that guy. Uh, yeah, yeah. I wonder what yeah. happened. Oh, man. What was I his name? I that song, man. What was that Rico guy's Suave? name? Let me see if I can find it. What he's up to. What was Rico's real name? What, what a great name? name. Rico Suave. Oh, man. Let's see. That, that, was, uh, that was huge in the 90s. I couldn't stand that, man. Well. I was, I, and then, you know, um. Uh, Another song that I couldn't stand. 1990s, damn. Was Talking Heads. Was Which Talking one? Heads they um, had a lot of hits. Um, Burning Down the House. Same as it ever was. The same as it ever was, yeah. Yeah. I couldn't stand that song. And you may find yourself. I couldn't stand that song. Every time I turned it, was it? Uh, it was Gerardo. Gerardo sang Rico Suave. <laughs> Gerardo. Gerardo. <laughs> He was. Let's see what else he's up to these days. Oh, he hasn't, he hasn't done a whole lot since then, man. No, no. Yeah, One hit wonders. I hope he saved his money. It's like Vanilla Ice and Ice Ice Baby. Yeah. Somehow he's made a career out of the one hit, though. You can oh. if you do it right, if you market yourself right. Well, um, with Vanilla Ice, he can no longer. He, he's not getting any of the money from his Ice Ice Baby song. Yeah, because he stole Shug the money from, from Queen and Suge Knight. Suge Knight down. just deboed it. Like, give me, give me it. He hung over, over a back. He hung right. over a back. <laughs> and made him sign over the rights to his song. Yeah, That's like he was crazy. like up in the air, like here, all right, don't kill me. Anyway, um, all right. So a couple other things. So we we touched on one of these these teams. So tell me what you guys think here. Teams poised 
to step back a little bit. I have the Ravens. I have the Packers. I have the Bucks. I have the Titans. I'm talking about big boys that were that were at least good teams last year. Hmm. Anybody else you guys would or, and or disagree with maybe any of those assessments? Vikings. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Maybe not as many wins, but do they do they take a big big step back? I mean, they added Brian Flores so. as their D yeah. coordinator. That might help them offensively. I just don't think they'll have. I mean, they lost. They the lost Thielen. They yeah. lost yeah. Thielen. Yeah. Uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, Cook had shoulder surgery in the off season. Dalvin Cook. Mm. And, you know, Cousins is not a young kid anymore. Right. That's the biggest thing, you know. So, yeah. Um, they got Justin Jefferson, Jalen Rager, Blake Prohl, who Ricky Prohl's son. Yeah. Um, K.J. Osborne. Isn't he, uh, um, wasn't he from uh, Penn State? Was he? I thought he was Osborne? Nebraska. Uh, Miami. He's a Miami guy. Miami guy, yeah. Um, now nah, they don't have many weapons. They have the weapon in Justin Jefferson, the weapon. Yeah, the guy. Yeah, yeah. Their offensive line is pretty good, though. Yeah, it is. Yeah, especially healthy. Yeah, and that healthy. crew. Yeah, they're good. Yeah, they're good. Defensively, um, they they uh they switched to a three four. Yeah, mm-hmm. with with Flores. Yeah, uh-huh. oh, Flores three four. Flores is going to be a huge upgrade over Donatel. Yeah. Huge upgrade. Yeah, there's no doubt. I I don't really. Well, they got I, Marcus Davenport also. Yeah, yeah. From New Orleans. I I don't see anybody like I don't. I think New England could maybe go up with Bill O'Brien being there. I think Miami, if Tua stays healthy, mm-hmm. Jets add Rodgers. You know, Buffalo's in sort of an, an important year for them in their growth. I think Baltimore takes a step back. Cincinnati's not stepping back. Bald. I think Cleveland could take a step up with just some stability. Mm-hmm. Yep. Pittsburgh with Pickett in his second year to take a step up. Houston, I think, is going to get better just simply because they it's hard to go get much worse than what they were. Right. <laughs> um, the Colts weren't good to begin with, so I can't say it's going to be a step back. No. Um, Jacksonville's on the right trajectory. I think the Titans take a step back. Definitely Titans. Um, I say Green Bay, definitely. Yeah. Green Bay says step back. Titans they have, take a they've step made back. no moves in the offseason. They're in Rodgers' limbo. You're turning the reins over to the young quarterback. He's got young, still unproven receivers. They've made no additions on defense or offense. The only thing Green Bay has done is brought that kick returner back, Nixon. It's the only thing they've done. They're gonna, they're gonna, they were what eight and nine last year. They may not win six games next season. Yeah, yeah. I, I think they take a step back. I mean, I, I think Baltimore. There's just been too much. Yeah, that's that's you know even with them bringing in Odell mm-hmm. and bringing back Jackson, I think it's going to be still a bad football team. I think uh, the Rams stay stagnant also. Mm. Yeah, I I, yeah, stagnant. like they may not be quite as bad as they were, but the, I don't feel like they've lost a ton of talent. I, I think they might. Game. Yeah, I think they might be that bad because they. I mean, they they lost Wags. It's not there anymore. Yeah. Wag's not there anymore. Um, no, nah, they they don't have Jalen Ramsey. Jalen Ramsey's gone. Wow. Yeah, they've lost some talent. They can't afford to pay him because they went all in. Yep, mm. yep. You know, worked out for them. Um, but other than that, like I, you know, T- I, Tampa's definitely taking a step back in my opinion. Um, but you could see the Panthers grow. You could see the Falcons grow. You could see the Saints grow in that division. Mm-hmm. The Cardinals were already bad. The Rams were bad. 
in the West. 49ers. 49ers Space are going to be good. Space Seattle. Space. Yeah, I don't think Seattle takes a big step back. We'll, we'll, nope. we'll, yeah, we'll find out a little more about Geno Smith now in the second year now that he got paid. But well, yeah, I, think, the, I think they're just okay, Seattle. I think they're going to be like they were last year, 9-8-ish. and ish. The AFC West, man, that's still such a <laughs> sticky, sticky division, man. Like the Cardinals, I mean, um, the, the Chiefs, they'll still be okay. They'll still be okay. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. That'd, be, that'd be damn yeah. good. Yeah. Um, the Chargers, did they do enough in this offseason? I don't know. I mean, I didn't, I didn't see any substantial moves. And they're trying to trade their their, their one of their best weapons in their running back. Yeah. Austin Eckler. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he wants to help. Uh, the Raiders, I think they get better. Mm. No, I don't. No, I don't. I'm sorry. I, they get worse. I, I, the I don't know what they do. I mean, they're. I don't know what they are. I. I, I what did they finish last year? Seven and ten. No, it was. Uh, they almost made the playoffs. I think they won the last two games. Well, Latin. Now they lost. They won two. They were and six they and eleven. Yeah, yeah. They, they six were, and eleven. See. Yeah. They have nowhere to go but up. Yeah. yeah they lost their last three. Bear. They lost their last three. Yeah. They. And I do believe Garoppolo is better than Derek Carr in terms of running Josh McDaniels' offense. Yeah, mm. yeah, and he is, and he's got a good running back. You know, Jacobs they tagged, so Some he's good be receivers. Yeah, mm. their defense is going to be big. You know how how good are they going to be? Right, uh, right, that's for sure. Um, all right, let's look at defensive tackle prospects coming out in the draft. Okay. Um, we do this Hold each on, and every day. We hit a position. Go ahead, Mike. Before we go there, the AFC South. Okay. Do you think the Texans make some headway now? Yeah, I do. They get better? The Texans, the Colts are worse. Jacksonville is going to stay up there. I think Tennessee gets worse. So I think this division going to be – it's going to be two teams to beat in this division. And it's going to be won by Jacksonville easily. But I think Houston finally gets a step up and try to play a little better. Yeah. So, you know, so eventually, you know, Jacksonville will win it. I think D'Amico Ryans is going to get them going in the right direction. <laughs> right. Right. Like it's going to take a while, though. It's yeah. It's going to take a while. I think um, I would throw the whoever you draft right in there. I'd play him yep. right away and let him learn. And then, uh, yeah, go from there. But yeah, I think, I think it's, it's Jacksonville pretty, pretty handily in that division. Yep. Easy. All right. D tackles. Now, the obvious is Jalen Carter. Uh, 6'3", 300 pounds. Uh, we talked about him a lot because there's a possibility he could be there for the Eagles. Uh, unbelievably, I think some people would say he's the most talented guy, maybe, uh, in, in the draft. draft. Yep. Yeah, overall, does come with some baggage. Uh, there was the the, the drag racing incident. Uh, he was, you know, basically cleared of any kind of heavy-duty charges. Um, but he also was not in the best shape at his pro day. He couldn't finish some of the workouts. The thought is that he – he's been on kind of cruise control here a little bit because he knows how talented he is. He knows he's going to be a first round pick. These are some worrisome warning signs for sure, but is it enough to scare you away from the talent? Is, is nope. what you have to ask yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Barrett's been an un, uh, you know, unequivocally. No. Yeah. No. How about you, Derek? Man, I don't know. Bro. It, it, <laughs> I don't know how to gauge this. I really don't. Um, yeah. you, you, you just don't know what people are thinking behind closed doors, man. It's like, how many times have we seen a, a player that's supposed to be the consensus of a team that's going to draft him, and all of a sudden they pick another player for the same position we never even thought about? Right. They didn't take that player that everybody thought it was a slam dunk, but they went and got somebody similar to what they were looking at. I, I, 
I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how to figure it out. I, I really don't. Man. I worry. I do worry. I'm perplexed in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, I hope I hope the guy's locked in. I hope he's ready to be a pro. Uh, I, he will be surrounded by some good pieces uh, and guys that can, I think, help him uh, for sure. And that's the good thing about the leadership and the culture the Eagles have. But I would worry about it a little bit, a little bit. But he's, he's unbelievably talented. I mean, he's unbelievable. No question. Talented. No question about that. Um, now it's just, it's, it, it comes down to like your personal preference. You know, there's a lot of different ways that you can go. There's the uh, Dave Zingaro uh, touched on him earlier. The, the Brian Brise kid from Clemson, who is a behemoth. He's six, five, three Oh five. He was the number one recruited defensive player coming out of high school. His year, he tore his ACL in 2021. He tore a pec muscle mm. and uh, he had, sadly, his 15-year-old sister passed away from brain cancer. He, he's mm. been through a lot, this dude, in his college career. If you turn on the film and watch him when he's right, he's very, very effective. And he can move up and down the line. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Explosive. Uh, as far as raw talent, he, I mean, he, is, his, he has such an upside to him. You know, I mean, he could be, he could be one of those guys you bring in and be a, you know, a talent that, you know, you can't even block him. You know, mm-hmm. then we talk about him being, he reminds, you know, he reminds me of, why well, would equate how he plays to? And Dama Kinsu, an early and Dama Kinsu. Mm, that's a good That's comp. what I see. That's what I see in him. Breezy's yeah. going to be, he's going to be really good. People are going to be surprised on how good this kid is going to be. Mm-hmm. All that stuff going on in his life, and he's still a top three uh, guy at his position. Yeah, yeah. Uh now it it, it kind of just varies, you know. You could go with the the uh, Kalijah Kansi kid out of Pitt, who is mm-hmm. a little bit undersized for for the position, a little bit six foot two eighty, uh, but has a motor. Yep. You know who explosive? Yeah, he is. Man, he is. He's balls to the wall type dude. Mm-hmm. Um, Jumps I, I, the gap. I like him. I like him a Me lot. Um, but some people have him a little bit lower just because of the size. I think. Mm-hmm. And three. The other, the other guy who's interesting is the uh, Siaka Aika, the kid out Aika. of Baylor. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yep. <laughs> six four three fifty eight. Jeez, <laughs> I can't believe how big these guys. Yeah, man, that's that's, that's a wall. That's not a human being. That's a wall. Oh, can you imagine him and Jordan Davis? Like, oh my goodness, how do you even see anything beyond those two? If you're even standing anywhere near them, if you had them, I would play a two man front, and let everybody else drop back in coverage. It's like an eclipse, man. I mean, he is the he is the prototypical. I'm a lineup on your nose, and I'm just gonna push you wherever I want you to go. Whether you want to go there or not, yeah. you're going over there, and you're following me, or you're hanging on me while I go make something happen in the backfield. Mm-hmm. That's what you get with that kid. Yeah, he's a, that's a big dude. All right, big Casey other, Hampton. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the other one is is Mazzy Smith. Out of Michigan, uh, good size again, 6'3", 337. Not great production here. Uh, this guy had 23 pressures in 368 passing attempts. Uh, I, you know, I know he kind of mm. looks the part. I, I'm i steering clear of that one, I think. Me too, me too. Yeah. Well, there's one other kid who's who's been productive, and that's Keanu Benton out of Wisconsin. He's 6'4", 305. Um he was a run, he's a run stopper and he really started get, getting people whispering about him at the senior bowl, you know, in terms of his quickness off the snap, his ability to split gaps and, and control his area at the line of scrimmage. Um, he, he, he's more like a late second day type, but 
if the Eagles don't get who they want in the first round, if they decide to go de-tackle, this kid might be a sleeper, you know, sleeper for him in the second rounds. You know, he ran a five-second flat 40. Um, So, you know, you you don't know. You you, you never know what coaches are looking for in terms of body type, size, um, you know, makeup when you talk to them individually and collectively. You never know, but – he's projected as like the 15th best D tackle or D lineman in a draft. Um, so if that's the case, and if you're coupling in edge rushers with that as well, that means he's probably one of the top six or seven D tackles in a draft. Mm. Might not, might not be a bad way to go. Yeah, no, I hear going to first. anybody else you like Barrett. Is there anybody else who jumps out? Of course. Uh, I, I, of course I give my school some love, man. Felix and a DK. Uzoma. Nice. Bless you. Good work out of you. <laughs> Six foot three, 255, 260. All the pass rushing moves you want. Won't be a first day guy. But in the second round, you get great value on him coming off the edge or coming in, in the interior. Um, you know, line him up at the three technique. Played a lot inside of the tackle, inside the tackle. So that three technique, four eye, right around that area. I like the way he plays, man. He plays, he plays, you know, with 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 reckless abandonment, just going, just going. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Plenty of pass rush rules. So I like him. Um when you also look at uh uh guys that could go around that area, we see everybody's talking about this Lucas Van S. Mm-hmm. What's good about him? Iowa. Great athlete. At six foot five. 275 pounds. Guy ran a 4540, man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. what scares me about him is he just played situational football. He played only on third down. He didn't even start. Yeah. Wasn't even a starter on his team. Somebody started in front of him. He just came in and played situational football. He can play the inside and the outside. Mm-hmm. He's very versatile. That's why I think he's as talented as he is. He's going to get that opportunity. Because he can play both inside and outside. He feels like a big, wide bust versus boom. Uh, yes. You know, Lucas yes. Van Ness. There, it could be, it go a lot of different ways there. Uh, that's for sure. All right. We'll, we'll keep that going. And any position you guys want to do tomorrow. So we've done so far quarterback, cornerback, running back, and defensive tackle. Any position you guys want to tackle? Uh, want to do linebacker tomorrow? What do we want to do? Uh, we can go inside or, or we can go inside or we can go yeah. uh, outside. I, I, let's good. go inside. Yeah, let's go inside since they have to replace TJ Edwards. Let's right, go we'll, inside. We'll go inside tomorrow. I like that. All right, inside linebacker tomorrow. All right, let's get a timeout. We'll come back. We're going to hit you with a couple different things. Um, we'll get some chat section questions. So if you have any questions, throw them our way. Uh, it is National Pet Day. We'll pay homage to National mm. Pet Day. And uh, we might dip our foot into sporting duos. All right. We'll do all those kind of things. I'm ready. When we return, Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks, I'm Rob Ellis. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. We're going to talk right now about razor technology and disaster recovery because the middle of an emergency is the wrong time to wonder who's in charge and how to respond. Restoring malfunctioning systems, rebooting complex servers, reconfiguring applications, bringing up backups online, and reauthorizing users all takes time. And the longer it takes, the more damage that a business is exposed to. 
Razor Technology helps growing businesses develop a disaster recovery plan that protects all their essential data. Razor ensures all your critical systems are backed up and that backups are regularly checked to ensure that they can be deployed at a moment's notice. Depend on Razor Technology, your trusted IT managed service provider, to save time and money on your IT and cloud services. Find out if your business is built to recover from a data disaster by calling Razor Technology today at 866 797 3282, 866 797 3282. Or visit them online at razor-tech.com. That's razor-tech.com. Imagine for a moment that you went to work today, and when you came home, you were catastrophically injured. Your life and your family's life. That's what happened to union construction worker Mike Little. I was scared of what the end was going to be, but to be 100% honest with you, I knew I was going to be all right. Just by talking with Brian in my heart, I just knew everything was going to be all right. Call the firm and find out why they say, we got this. Call 215-458-2222. Here, imaginations run wild and time stands still. Because here, you can find the best of the Jersey Shore all on one five mile island. So leave the old you behind and get lost in the woods. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. Final segment of the show. Barrett Brooks, Rob Ellis, Derek will be joining us momentarily. All right, so uh, let me give you the Phillies lineup uh, for tonight before we get cranking. 
with everything else that we are about to do. So the Phillies will take on the Marlins game two, coming off that 15-run explosion last night. You got Trey Turner leading off uh, in uh, playing shortstop. You got Kyle Schwarber hitting second, DHing. Uh, JT Real Muto hits third. He catches. He was given a night off last night. At Castellanos in the cleanup spot, playing right. Alec Bohm will play first base, and he will bat fifth. Josh Harrison will play left field uh, and bat sixth. Edmundo Sosa will play third base, bat seventh. Bryson Stott will bat eighth and play second. Christian Pache will bat ninth and play center field. I have one issue here with this. I'm fine that he went back to turn early. Stop at eight. I, actually, you're right. I have two issues. Thank you. For, <laughs> I have two issues. One, I want Stott higher in the order. Two, I want Marsh playing every day. I don't care that it's left-hander. He's going against a left-hander. I, Christian Pache is overmatched the plate, and I want Marsh to get used to hitting against left-handers. I want Marsh playing every day. Right, right. My two issues. Not not anything big, but yeah, that's what I – I'd have Stott at least in the sixth hole. But he, he – uh, Rob Thompson really likes breaking up righty-lefty. So he goes Turner right, Schwarber left. Realmuto right, Castellanos right. But actually, no, he's got a lot of righties right there. And boom. Yeah, anyway. So I, I would. Where's Cave would, at? Cave's off. Yeah, Cave's not playing tonight. He's a, he, Why? He, Harrison, he likes because he's a lefty. He, he does, he, they're going against the lefty. I, I'm, I would, again, I'm not as afraid of the lefty, lefty, righty, righty thing, but that's that's the way baseball is and that's the way Thompson is. But I, mm-hmm. I, I think Cave is a good utility rotational rot- kind of guy. I think. I think Marsh could be an everyday everyday center fielder. So I want Marsh playing every day, just like Stott's playing every day now. Well, that's why they got him last year, you know? Yeah. So he could play every day. I mean, all right, we brought him in basically because, you know, we didn't have heart. But still, I mean, he played his way into being a full-time starter to me. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, I agree. Uh, I agree. I agree with that. Yep. Um, all right. So let's, uh, let's jump into a couple other odds and ends, guys. Seven years ago today – not a, not a particularly happy one, but of note, uh, Ed Snyder passed away, who was the chairman of the mm-hmm. Flyers, and things are really haven't been the same uh, with that organization since he he left us. So uh, I just want to pass that along. That that was seven years ago today. Actually, I remember our, that we, day, man. Wow. Yeah, we were we were we were doing breakfast on Broad. Yep, yep. <laughs> yeah, at one point they gave out these bracelets, and it was not a good situation. If you remember in the building, they may have some people may have thrown some of those bracelets in commemorating Ed Snyder. Right. The ice. You remember that they lit up and the whole thing. Um, anyway, so was the, the brawl lady on that day? No, it wasn't that day. No, that no. wasn't that day. No, you got to save her for special occasions. Right. Oh, okay. Yeah. So we normally, uh, we normally do birthdays, uh, to <clears> close <throat> out the show. But if we're being frank, I think it's the worst birthday. April 11th is the worst day that we've had since we've been doing the show. What what the hell is going on, man? I mean, we don't have any important people born on on April 11th. Derek, I'll let you take first crack because I don't like I don't like the list. But you go ahead. Okay. Uh, How about uh, you have Clyde Edwards Hilaire, 24. Uh, Here's one right up Rob's alley and Jennifer Esposito. Yes. Look at Rob. Yes. I she think, just turned 50 to, today. I think she was I think she was married to Bradley Cooper. I believe you are correct for a brief period of time. Yeah, very, yeah. very short period of time. Um, but uh, she was see. good. She used to be on uh, Blue Bloods, which is yes. my, old, my yes. old man show that I watch, but yep. I do enjoy it. Uh, 
So yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna check it. How about Thanks. how about uh, Oleg Cassini, the fashion designer? I know okay. you've worn some Oleg. Yeah, she was married to Bradley Cooper, by the way. She was. How long? Like a year or so? Not five. Not five months. Oh jeez. Those kids made it from Hollywood, man. December of 06 to May of 07. That was short-lived. That oh, jeez. Yeah, anyway. Oh, goodness. Um, you know, now that you put it like insignificant birthdays, I'm kind of depressed when I look at the rest of my list here. Uh, you have a couple of wrestlers, wrestlers, Dustin Rhodes, son of Dusty, 54. You have the Gold Dust wrestler, 54. Uh, Trisha, Trisha Helfer, who was in Van Helsing and Two and a Half Men, she's 54. Is she strong, Rob? I, I don't even know who she is. <laughs> you don't know her. What? No. Okay. Uh, no. What about uh, Lisa Stanisfield, the singer? Yeah, she's had a couple hits. Yeah, yes. British. She's British. Yep, yep. Man, you, yep. you're really bringing me down, Rob. We're what reaching about, a little. Yeah. What about Mark Teixeira, 43 years old, former baseball player? Teixeira's yeah. not bad. Yep. Michael Ray Richardson, 62. Oh, Michael Ray, Sugar Ray. Yeah. Um, And the rest of my list? I'm not even going to read because I'm depressed now, but thanks to you. All right, I'll give you a couple others. So, uh, Ethel Kennedy yes. is 95. She's still with us. Uh, she was Bobby Kennedy's, you know, is, was, whatever, I don't know, Bobby Kennedy's wife. Um, Joel Gray, who is a, an actor, choreographer. He's Jennifer Gray's father. He's 91. Jennifer <laughs> Gray. Jennifer Gray. Dirty dancing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Meshach Taylor. Who was in, uh, what was it, Designing Women? Is that what the mm-hmm. name of the show was? Designing Women? Designing Women. I don't know. He was born on this day, 1947. Peter Riegert, who was in, who's been in a lot of stuff, including Animal House, is 76 today. There ain't, there ain't much, man. Mm. Uh, Trisha Helfer. I said that, that one. Door? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Battlestar yeah. Galactica. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then one note, you guys wouldn't know this one, but um, let me get back to it. Hold on a second. All uh, right. TV show I watch a lot is Jeremy Clarkson, and it's called Top Gear. Top it's Gear, a, you know, yes. Yeah, oh, he's Gear. the host, right? Is he the yeah, host? Yeah, he's the host. Yeah, yeah. 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 TV host on Top Gear, so yeah, it's British dude. Okay. Yeah. Um. All right. Anyway, so we'll, we'll see. Hopefully, they'll, we'll we'll have some better born on days tomorrow. Um. <laughs> <laughs> movies. Man, you messed up, man. Again, there ain't much here. All right. So, Singing in the Rain, uh, nineteen fifty-two. That's a classic. It, I I know. I'm yeah. That one's legit. No no doubt. Debbie Anaconda. Reynolds, Gene Kelly, Rita yeah, Moreno. Yeah, absolutely. Anaconda, classic. Very good. Yes. Very good. 1997. Uh, excellent movie. Anger Management with Adam Sandler, 2003. Yeah. Joe Dirt with uh, David Spade, 2001. That, that movie was stupid funny. Yeah, it was. Yeah. And uh, Rio Two uh, from 2014. That's all I got movie wise. Um, 2008 prom night horror movie, which is decent. Okay. Uh, Oculus, another horror movie, 2014. Josie and the Pussycats, 2021. Yep. And Kingdom Come, which is a really good comedy with LL Cool J, Tony Braxton, Jada Pinkett Smith, Whoopi Goldberg, Anthony Anderson. That's a pretty good one, also. 2001. Yeah, that's real good. Yep. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, See, so that's all See? I, I know, but we're stretching, right? Are we stretching a little bit? A little bit. We are. It's okay. Um. So we mentioned that the, the movie Air uh, is out with the, the story of signing Michael Jordan to Nike, which it's doing really well in the box office. Um, so with that in mind, Michael Jordan, part of one of the most famous duos in the history of sports. Ever. Scott, Scotty and Michael, right? Yep. Scotty Pippen. So 
So for you guys, when you think mm-hmm. of sports duos, mm-hmm. who comes to mind? I'm gonna go with the like one of the recent ones, uh, the Splash Brothers, Stephen, okay. uh, Steph Clay, Curry, and Clay Thompson. Yeah, okay. that's so very good. Splash Brothers. That's very. Oh good. man, I got a whole laundry list of them. Ah, got it. Go ahead. Fine. Give me a couple. Uh, how about Joe Montana and Jerry Rice? And and you know what's unique? You could go Montana Rice, Young Rice too. Yep. Yes. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Here's one of my all-time favorite backcourts, Walt Frazier and Earl Monroe. Great one for the Knicks. That was a great one back in the yeah. 70s, man. Yeah. Um, one more because I had to I had the honor and the privilege to watch this up close in his early infancy stages. He was just 18 years old when he arrived in Pittsburgh. Mario Lemieux and Yarmir Yager. Ooh. Oh my goodness. Ooh, Dude, wow. that was that was yes. lethal. Yes. That was lethal watching this kid. Uh, with his mentor Lemieux, dude, it was like watching the Lakers on skates up and down the ice. Oh, that's a great one. That, yeah. that that's a great one. Yeah, good, good, uh, good ones. Um, I'll let you right. guys go. I got like six more here. I'll give you a few. Let me give you a couple. I I got Kareem and Magic. I thought those yep. two, Kareem, the older guy, Magic. I think yep. breathed a lot of you know energy and excitement into into Kareem at that point in his career. But those two, I mean, you talk about tons of championships. I'll stay on the NBA tip here. But you could you could do a combo with a couple of these. You could go yep. Bird and McHale, Bird yep. and Parrish. Yep. yep. But you know, since those two, you know, those two teams battle each other, they just came to mind for me uh, right away. Yeah, I don't want to give a ton away. I, I, I let me go one more. Uh, Swan and Stallworth for the Steelers back in the yes. day. Yes. Wow. Killer yes. wide receivers, man. Just two studs. Yes. Wow. That's a good. That's, that's a good one. Good. Yeah. Who you got, B. Brooks? Uh, I'm gonna go with you know Calvin Williams and Fred Barnett. Oh, okay. they were together when I was here. You know, I can saw Fred and Calvin. Okay, yeah. yeah. Um, Navarro Bowman and Patrick Willis. Great combination. That's a killer. Great. That's a killer. That's a killer. Um, yep. that me. Those are you know some... they're good ones. I mean, yeah, I'll, I'll pull a couple up in the chat here. Uh, John Dickerson, no doubt. Malone and Stockton. Oh, yeah. good one, good one, good I think one. That was no, that one off my list. Okay. No doubt. All right, Kevin had Kevin. I'm oh, sorry, uh, Kevin had a good one. Uh, Reggie and Jerome. I yep, yep. really good. I'm just about to write that down. Reggie and Jerome, really good. Um, all right, I, I this is look. We got to give it up here. Okay, Brady and Gronk. Gronk. Yes. Wow. yes, yes, indeed, absolutely. That's a good combo. Good combo, man. These yes, things indeed. move so quick. Uh, How about uh, Pete Rose and Joe Morgan? Oh yeah, yeah. That no, that, great combination. That's great. That's great. Uh, and you could yeah, even go. You like, guys missed it. Yeah, go ahead. You go like Rose with Bench. Yeah, you know, any of Tony yes. Perez, any of those guys from the Big Red Machine. Can't believe you guys missed the big one, Shaq and Kobe. Shaq and Kobe. Wow. That's Shaq right. and Kobe. Uh, what about going way back, Merlin Olson and Deacon Jones? Oh, yeah. Oh, the and they want to have fearsome foursome. Yeah. Yeah. And then the last one I put down because it came to mind. Lawrence Taylor and Harry Carson. Mm-hmm. That was yep. nasty. Yeah, Giants, 80s. No question. Good ones. They're good. And they're, they're, I'll give you one that maybe doesn't have the notoriety nationally, but probably should. Trammell and Whitaker for the Tigers. Ooh, yes. Lou Whitaker and Alan, Alan Trammell. Trammell. Yeah. Yeah. Those two were, they were fun to watch together. Um, all right. It's about, national. It's not. How about, you know. how about, yeah. How about Hall and Oates? Hall and Oates. Yeah. Captain and Tennille. <laughs> Ike and Tina. Millie and Vanilli. Millie and Vanilli. <laughs> Laurel and Hardy. 
Yeah, there's a lot of good ones, man. Rob and Gunner. That's right. Oh. Now, we, we, we're strictly a threesome, not a duo. We, we all, we're all for one. Oh, one I mean, for like one. the three musketeers, man. That's right. Um, oh, all right, goodness. so it is National Pet Day. And we, we are all fond of, of – Wow, animals. that's a good one more, one more. Oh, we got one. Ooh. Utley and Jimmy. Yes. Ooh. Ooh. Great. Yep. Shortstop, second base combo. Mm. Perfect. Uh, yeah, you can't think of one without thinking of the other, you know. Uh, how about Andy and, and Donovan? Ooh, yeah, not absolutely. Bad. Definitely not think bad. of both of them together when you when you talk about their career. At least Donovan's career, you do. Um, all right, National Pet Day. We all have pets. <laughs> we all love our pets. Tone said Barrett and White Castle. <laughs> <laughs> Got another oh, one from John Dickerson. Barrett and the Bra Lady. Come on, man. She almost uh, got me fired, too. Um, so uh, national pet day guys. So yeah. I, we, I think we all, I have, I have a dog. I think you guys all have, you guys have multiple dogs. Yep. Do you have other pets too in the house? Not anymore. You used to have a tarantula. So oh. no, not anymore. Oh. I, I had, um, when I was a kid, I had a dog and two cats and they all got mm. along. There was never any issues, man. Mm. In fact, the one cat was the alpha dog. She was, she ruled the roost. <laughs> he was like he was the bossy one if anybody get out of line mm. but it was I, it was great but th- you think about it like th- we've had a lot of great sort of animal movies but they also a lot of the really good ones seem to feature dogs would you guys agree with yeah, that they, yeah i agree yeah, yeah. so I, I was looking at your list of some of the greatest dog movies ever and there's some like tear jerkers man like i don't know i know old yeller's really old at this point I can't talk about Old Yeller to this day. I can't talk uh, about it. I still get emotional. Will rip your heart out if you watch that movie. I mean, I never watched it, man. You never watched Old Yeller, dude. As a kid coming up, oh, oh man, that movie that hurt, man. That hurt. It's it's something. It's something. So that that's a good one. Uh, There's a lot though, man. Like I had um, Mar. I love Marley and Me more more recent. You know, really good, really well done. Holly. which one? Polly. I never saw that one. Polly is about a parrot. A parrot that just talks to people and goes on an adventure. <laughs> you, you guys never saw Polly? No. no. Oh, yeah. Pauly. Oh, I th- are you, oh, it really is it now. Okay. I thought yeah, you were smoking something for a minute. No, that's not Polly. Is that's, it good? Is it funny or is it, is it serious? It's, 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 it's a funny movie. Okay. It's a funny okay. movie. It's about a, it's about a parrot. Man. It, Everybody knows about Pauly. Oh, all right. I didn't know. I didn't know. Uh, I'm, I'm with I'm with our, our guy, Coach Marcus here. Uh, when, when Benji was really big. Benji we was kids. excellent. Came out in '74. Wow. Yeah, I forgot what Benji was about though. I remember seeing it though. My, Benji my got favorite. lost, right? Didn't he yeah. get lost? Yep. They had to go find him. Yep. Yeah, that was good. I, I thought, I'll give you another good one. Dog's what? purpose. I did not see, see that. that? I did it's not. It's really good. It, it's another really. I did, I did not see that one. I have yeah. I have two that are non-dog movies that yeah, are really please. good. Please. Uh, remember the series Flipper? Yes. Yeah. The dog pet dolphin. And then how about Free Willy? Oh, great! That's a great movie. I love that movie, Free Willy. When yeah. he jumps over that rock barrier, and the kid's standing there. Yeah. And he free he frees himself, and Michael yeah. Jackson's song comes on. Oh man, you get chills. Yeah, I get you can still see it like the yeah, coming yeah. <laughs> and the drop boom boom boom. What about the yeah. Lion King, man? Oh Bambi, all those good ones. Those are animations. I kept it like real animal type movies. You're right, those are good ones, 
I just kept it real. Like uh, the Incredible Journey was yes. a good one about the three a uh, animals, two dogs and a cat, I believe it was. Yep. Uh, one hundred one Dalmatians. Mm -hmm. uh, Lassie, come home. Yes. Lassie gets lost. He got to find his way home. And the one, uh, the one that was real popular in the early nineties, I didn't really like it that much. Beethoven about the Saint Bernard. Yeah, I. I, mean, I, I didn't. I never saw it. I. I, I don't know. I, I, don't I saw know. it. But yeah. you know, another movie with a with a Saint Bernard is uh Cujo. Oh, Cujo. Oh uh, yeah. Cujo. Cujo That's what scary. I call this little dog that we have here, Cujo. Yeah. <laughs> which means. Which means I'm gonna have to make him disappear. <laughs> <laughs> there, that uh, that was it. Was mother and the and the, and the uh, child are like stuck in yeah, that man. abandoned car. <laughs> yeah, bro, that was crazy, wasn't it? Oh my god, man. Yeah, that was. Did you uh, got like Turner and Hooch. Turner and Hooch was Turner great. Turner and Hooch. That was yeah, a good. Turner one. and Hooch is great. They're good ones. They're nice. good ones. They're, all, they're all good. There was a lot of good ones, man. A lot of good ones. Um, all right, that'll do it for us. We're out of time, fellas. Yeah, Say it ain't so. It is so. It is so. So we're back at it tomorrow. At the same time, as we inch closer here, we'll see how the Phillies did tonight. Uh, we'll get you more a little more set for the Sixers and their playoffs. We'll start going through some of the NBA playoffs and what's going on there. And certainly as we get closer, we'll be 15 days away tomorrow uh, from the NFL draft. So we'll keep dialing in. We'll go into the inside linebacker core uh, as well uh, tomorrow. So that's, uh, that'll do it for us. Don't go anywhere. By the way, I want to thank Tone DeShields. Thanks, Tone, for producing the program, man. We appreciate it. Thanks to everybody in the chat section, everybody streaming, everybody listening. Uh, coming up next, we have Dan Cilio with the National Football Show. So stay tuned for that. For Derek, for Barrett, I'm Rob. We will see you guys tomorrow, same time. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. 